0: wrestling fans and welcome to the wrestle talk podcast for the next two hours we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe and much much more we will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk Podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time... For the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast.
1: All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's installment of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am your host, Luke Roberts, and I want to extend a very warm welcome to everybody watching us online this evening. Uh, all of our great viewers and all the fans who are also listening to us through the w, uh, uh, I want to go ahead and bring in the man behind the boards, hardcore Hoss Hoss. How are you doing this evening here as we get ready for this week's episode, the Let's Go episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Luke, I am doing great, looking forward to this episode here. We've, you know,
2: got two great guests lined up and just really looking forward to them all. You know, every episode just
1: keeps getting better and better. That is true. And like I said, we got a lot of great news to talk about, both on the local scene, national, international um, ramifications that are going to be uh, taking part here tonight on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And again, if you have any questions, please make it a point to send them to us in the chat. We do like to hear from our viewers. Make it a point to uh, bring them up in the chat. Hopefully we'll be able to get your your question or your comment, right here on the Russell Talk podcast this evening. I'm going to go ahead and bring in also our broadcast colleague, the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, and my longtime friend, Chris Rodell. Chris, how are you doing this evening? Sir? I am. I'm fantastic.
3: Uh, I thought I was gonna have to go make a boat this this morning. I mean, with the with the amount of rain that we got here in the St. Louis area, the wettest day ever recorded, and they've been recording data for 150 years, and that was before nine o'clock, before nine o'clock, nine a.m. And unfortunately, we've we've had you know. Uh, couple there was a stray rescue that lost a uh, lo- like they were able to save their adult dogs, but they were that they weren't able to save their puppies. So, so everything comes with a price. So just uh, keep 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 the STL. We'll talk about that with Perry Hartman later on the in the, in the show. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great show. I mean. Cause I mean, there's really nothing to talk about wrestling wise,
1: is there? I mean, nothing, oh, no, no, not, not, not at nothing, all.
3: Nothing, nothing. <laughs> not it's at sense. all. I mean,
1: it's it's one of those things where, where we're just gonna be honest. Unless you've been living under a rock this past week, you you definitely are gonna know what's gonna be talked about later on in this first hour when we talk to the high spot segment. We're also gonna have two great guests here in the 730 hour. We're gonna have uh Ryu Kendrick, he's going to be here on the program. And uh, Hardcore Haas, uh, do you want to share a little bit of background information about our guest uh, later this evening?
2: Oh, yeah. Our, our second guest this evening is a man who he wrestles a lot around Pennsylvania and uh, West Virginia area. And yeah, he's also been down to uh, Tennessee and wrestled for uh, School of Morton anton nathan he he's a he's a really good guy, so you know look forward to talking to
1: him. yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be a good <laughs> show. You know something, guys? Before we get started, as we always do each and every week, besides thanking our viewers for ma- taking part in watching the program this evening, and again, make sure that you you put your messages here in the chat so we can hopefully share your questions and comments throughout the show. And, and again, I figure this is going to be the common, the common uh, denominator all evening, talking about Vince McMahon later on in the program. But one other thing we got to make sure to throw out there is we need to make sure to acknowledge our sponsors who make sure that this program runs each and every week. And again, uh, we got uh, Aaron sending us a message here. We got the Night Owl watching in. Uh, we got Van Hansen joining us, um, making it a point to uh, join us and listen to the interviews this evening. Thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, bring up those sponsors, uh, Hardcore Hoss, without whom the Wrestle podcast doesn't flow as smoothly as it is each and every week. <clears throat> We have Royal Mills Transportation, Bun Engraving. Uh, those are the, the individuals behind the great Wrestle Talk Podcast mugs and tumblers that we can uh, purchase. For more information, check out WrestleTalkPodcast.com or us on social media. Noblemen's Barber Lounge, Kansas City, Astro Pete the Barber, Kincaid Arcade in the Oak Park Mall, Everything Combat with UFC Hall of Famer Pat Nillatich, and our good friend Jay Hollywood, who's already uh, joined us this evening. Meet Fiesta KC Party Rentals, our friends over at Interstate 70 Sports Media and the world's premier fantasy wrestling group, the FWWC. And in addition to our great guests and our great conversation about the world of professional wrestling here this evening, we're also going to have the FWWC Challenge is going to be brought forward here tonight. (laughs) Also, we are going to have the return of Snippets of Truth with Big Daddy P that's going to be Joining us later on this evening, gentlemen, I'm going to say from top to bottom, it's going to be a stacked night of professional wrestling discussion, interviews, and it's just like our good friend Hank Hudson, uh, for helping us with that introduction, talks about the greatest news on the local, national, and international levels. You can't say it any more simply than that, other than the Talk podcast each and every Tuesday night. So at this time, gentlemen, Hardcore Hoss, I'm going to go ahead and throw this to you. Because you're the man who who's taken over the role from Joe Lance with the with the great introduction. It's something that we do each and every week here. So hardcore hoss, it's time, just like it is each and every week. I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you before we get started with tonight, just like we always do each and every week.
2: Well, Luke, uh, you kind of missed in the in the pre meeting because uh, running a little behind. We are actually in the process of Trying to uh, revamp the version we use, or, or find we, another version. Are we going to retire Roseanne? Um, well, that one just isn't coming across the way it should. So, unfortunately, we may have to skip that tonight because I don't think Roseanne's going to work.
1: Okay. Well, well, like I said, we're we're going to hopefully have that taken care of in in the uh, upcoming days and weeks <laughs> to come. But I got to tell you guys, we need to send a very special shout out not only to uh, the great country of America, but we also need to send out a great uh, shout out to those that are protecting our country, both overseas and here in the United States, each and every week uh, to make sure that we're able to have the, the privileges that we have as well as the opportunity to interact with one another and bring you the Wrestle Talk podcast each and every week. And again, we want to give a special shout out to all those great individuals who um, give a great deal of sacrifice each and every day. For the United States of America and for the world. Now,
2: and real quick, Jeffrey, uh, we'd love to dust <laughs> off the old school Carl Lewis version, but uh, YouTube was flagging us for copyright infringement on that, so that's why we had to switch. So, unfortunately, we cannot uh, bring that one back. You know who should record a
3: version of the anthem for us is uh, you. Is, no, no, God, no, no one wants that. Not, not, not I got Joe Lance, Joe Lance,
1: Joe. National Joe
3: anthem. Lance. Lance. I don't know if that would be good or bad. Uh, isn't that bunkhouse brawl coming up in a, this week? Is that this week or is that
2: or that did we miss that? That was just this past Saturday night, so uh, we can definitely get into that on the high spots if you if you'd like to. Oh, was it, was it was it good? Was
3: it, was it, was it good? Was it? What, what, did did Joe get whooped? Did. Uh,
2: well, when, when it started, Joe tried to climb the ropes to jump out like he said he was going to, and uh, got hit in the head with a book. A book? Yes. David. Any idea what book? Uh, it, it was a book about the y- yay thick. That's probably the
3: first time Joe's been hit in the head with a book in a long time. Uh,
2: and uh, uh, he, was, he did end up being the first person tossed over the rope though but uh he did not get out on his own like he wanted to.
3: Oh. Nice. Nice. Is there is there a place we can go see a clip of that? Renee's asking that question. can we can we go see a clip cuz Renee probably wants to share that on the WrestleTalk podcast uh, Twitter feeds.
2: Uh I believe Joe may have shared a clip of it himself. I I'll have to check and see and um I do know that it definitely if it's not already will be on WDWA's uh, YouTube page.
3: Cool.
1: Well, I got to tell you right now, guys, I mean, again, Joe Lance is able to survive his bunkhouse brawl matchup this past weekend. And, guys, I mean, if there's any other week in the world of professional wrestling that would – would, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg as it relates to the high spot segment. I mean, that's just the tip of an already – Action-packed week. We got a lot to talk about, so Corhos, <laughs> I know it's a couple minutes early, but let's go ahead because this is almost going to be like a a supersized edition of the high spot segment tonight because we got a lot to talk about. So you can go ahead and hit that DJ money, and we'll get rolling with iPods here tonight on the Wrestle Talk. My
4: check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. Wrestle Talk podcast.
2: DJ
0: Money. Yeah. Let's go. Welcome to the high spots we pop news like their Shop. We talk shop, come through the squeeze of the laptop. And non-stop like a runner's piece of the flag top. We hit hard like chess shots and backdrops. I'm like like a clock so I can barely fly my ass on. We up the speed while they stay slow. Wrestle talk podcast. Now they know we about to start the show.
1: Uh. All right, ladies and gentlemen. What, what do you What do you want
3: to? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out the Cody Rhodes line. What do you want to talk
1: about? i <laughs> I'm this way. What does everybody want to talk about?
3: Uh, I guess we're gonna have to. I guess if you've been living under a rock, you don't know. Not the rock, because that would. Never, never mind. Uh, if you're living under a rock. Uh, It came out that Friday that Vince McMahon, the CEO of the WWE, has decided to retire and he's no longer head of creative. It was named that Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan are the co-CEOs of the WWE and then it was named, I believe, Monday that uh, Triple H... Paul Levesque was the EVP of talent relations. Actually, I think that came early Friday, but he was also named the head of creative. So my question to you, my friend, how are these changes at the top of the WWE going to change the business?
1: Wow, Chris, Um, with all due respect to our guest tonight, this could be an entire episode of the Talk Podcast right now, and we got a lot of great viewers who are going to be chiming in, and guys, we're going to try to get these up here on the screen as quick as we can to get your input. We've got Jay Hollywood, we've got Assad, we've got um, Aaron Walsh is on here, the Night Owls here, I mean, lots of people popped in already this evening. I got to tell you right now, I'm going to look at it from two different perspectives, I'm going to look at it first from a fan's perspective. And I'm going to steal a line from somebody who no longer works there. Or sorry, I'm not going to steal. I'm going to creatively borrow. Because that's kind of how it is in the world of professional wrestling. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) The fans of the WWE have been asking for anything different for years. And now that Vince has basically stepped aside, retired from the world of professional wrestling, I think this is a huge benefit because and I'm going to use an example here, NXT, not 2.0, which you'll be wa- many of you will be watching after tonight's broadcast. NXT was without question the trial of Triple H. Triple H went out and showed that he can make NXT a watchable television product. And it was. It was. And it was very much so. But you're now to a point where you have Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, and I'm not going to fib; It's not going to be a 70-plus-year-old a, a man in charge anymore. You've got an early 50s and, and, and mid-40s involved with the company. From a creative perspective, I think this is going to be what the WWE has needed for years. I think from a business perspective, and I want to go back here as I'm looking here. uh, And Hardcore Hoss, I want to throw this out there and thank you. You and I are thinking a lot alike today. And Jay Hollywood, I, I think it's going to be the same thing here. The issues that are here right now. And I think we have the FTC involved. I think the SEC is now involved. Uh, there's a lot of different interests. <laughs> and, and yes, he does have majority shareholder stakes still in the WWE. But I think right now what's kind of appeared is going to draw away from a lot of the potential success the WWE could have. What
3: are we what are we not hearing about? What 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 should worry the WWE about where we're not hearing about? Because if, if this is what we're hearing about, is there is there more? Is there no? did did the WWE board know something was about to come down? And be like, I think,
1: Vince, it's I, I Chris, I think it's one of those things of where it's like the snowball rolling down the hill. Once one became obvious, it just kept going. And I'm going to tell you right now, to me, with what's already out there, I think since last week, the the, 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 the monetary value has gone up as far as what has supposedly been set out, has mm-hmm. gone up something like another million or a million and a half. I think this is going to be one of those situations where there, there's a business – and there is that sport, and again, a lot of people kind of mock that anymore, of professional wrestling. And I think right now what was done prior to Vince's retirement is going to lead to a lot of problems for the sport portion. And, and I got to tell you right now, they're going to have to do something quick. And it's it's ironic, but it's right before SummerSlam. They're going to have to do something big and soon. And I, I from what I from
3: what I've read that uh, this past week's RAW and I think also SmackDown may have already be completely written for for all intents and purposes because you got to get through SummerSlam. There, I mean, could there be some changes on on WWE as early as next Monday night? I mean, w-
1: w- can you make a change that quickly, um, Chris? I got to tell you right now, I think you got almost got to make a change now. And, and again, uh, Haas, I, I don't want to go back repetitively, but I do want to go back. Another another great perspective of it from our good friend Jay Hollywood over at Everything Combat. And it's me speaking to you. Can you go ahead and throw up Jay Hollywood's comment, Haas, uh, talking about the business side of things here? And as you look at it right now, um, and again, I don't know if we're going to be able to get that up here. Um As a publicly traded company, this is a PR move for optics and a a move to appease the shareholders. I could agree with you to a point, but when you're starting to look now at eight figures in financial issues, that's not just going to magically go away overnight. This is going to be something that's going to hang around the WWE for a long time. And, I mean, again, there's been stories going back, I think it was even into the 80s, about right. this kind of an issue. And I think right now if this comes even more further to light this could be a huge setback for the WWE. And actually while we're at it here I was um, just I, I was just
3: about to I was just about to address this the next comment down the uh, uh, after the uh after the announcement was made uh the challenger for, to Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal United Championship of the World, um, however you want to call it, uh, um, apparently walked out of SmackDown. Now, obviously, we were all watching SmackDown, and we know he came back, so maybe cooler heads prevailed. But apparently in that time, there was some talk about uh, about contingency plans. And maybe they're still talking about contingency plans because what if Brock doesn't show up to SummerSlam? You're you're kind of you're kind of screwed there. I'm not saying that Brock's not gonna show up. Don't don't please don't please don't say that Big Sexy is like, oh Brock's not gonna show up to smart. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you gotta have a, I guess you gotta have a contingency plan.
1: Well well Chris I gotta tell you right now Uh-oh. we're gonna go ahead right now hardcore haas has been working overtime backstage and as we're gonna see here Please tell me this is video, Hoss. Please tell me this is video and not just a still shot.
2: This is video of the bunkhouse bra.
1: Oh, I don't have any popcorn here. This Where's is- my popcorn? This popcorn. Like a freaking exclusive for the Wrestle Talk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We have footage. Of Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance, in the ring in the part of the bunkhouse brawl for WDWA Hardcore off. Awesome. I'm not going to say it anymore. Go ahead and hit the play button. We got to show this man. This is this is Nightmare Jones' opportunity to to make a statement. Let's go ahead and see if we can get this where, running.
3: Where is Nightmare Jones in this match? Is he is he the
2: one in the front in the black? He's right there. He's right there. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So. As they say in that commercial, roll that beautiful bean footage.
1: Always <laughs> oh, caught. Oh, he's caught. Bad news for Joe. Oh.
3: Oh. May I ask a question? Who, who is the person that hit him?
1: Dexter Alexander. Dexter Alexander. He's my new hero. And now, look, several people are putting the boots to Joe Lance. Who is, who, who is
3: Hossie
2: who is putting the boots to Joe Lance? Uh, one of them is Bo Ross, and the other one is Caleb Patrick. Right. And, yeah. and then there goes Mr. Lance.
3: And who just, to- who just tossed him out?
2: That would be Willie Radical of the Radical Stars that tossed him out. God, I, 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 that's, that's beautiful.
3: Be- that, that's, 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 that's beautiful. That's might be better than the uh, national anthem. Um, I think we might need to, we might need to save that for uh, Joe next time he's on. So, so he can re- replay things.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, guys, the Top podcast, we don't just talk about things going on. We actually bring it to you right here. A clip of Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance at WDWA this past weekend. And I got to tell you right now, and look at this. Bring it up, Paws. Bring it up right now. Bring it up right now. If you can't. No, no, no. We got to change it up. Got to bring it up here. Uh, uh, Lil' Jamie bringing this up here. We got to bring it up. This is definitely, definitely fitting here. It brings a tear to my eye. Taking a page out of Joe Glantz's uh, normal uh, vocabulary, but again, it's one of those where oh, that, that, that that was that was great. Haas, I hope that you I hope that you cheered loudly for that when that happened. I... Oh, of course. Well, well, I'm gonna go ahead real quick here, and now that he's here, and first of all, um I, I gotta say this and I hope that we can get it. Can we get Hardcore Haas a round of applause for that one? Because that was above and beyond the call. I, I hope the WrestleTalk Talk family thinks that way. Do do they feel that way, Hardcore Haas? I know that you. I think Chris and I can give you a round of applause for pulling that out. But to the fans of the Wrestle Talk podcast what do they think? <laughs> for hardcore to with that great WDWa footage.
3: So, Haas, real quick, you've been listening to our conversation about this whole WWE Vince McMahon thing. What is your What is your opinion on it? Because I know you're a longtime wrestling fan. I mean none of us probably can remember a time that Vince wasn't part of the wrestling business, wasn't part of WWE, so.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think that he is retired and that, uh, you know, he's not going to be around. I mean, as long as he has been around, I mean, I can never really remember a time. But I am kind of excited to see where things will go. I mean, with Triple H being in charge of the talent and being in charge of, uh, of the, how the everything's going to go and then having Stephanie as co CEO, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're
1: going to do.
3: Right. Just to see if it's, see if it's going to change up
1: any, you know, uh, Well, you know, guys, there's a lot of other intangibles that we got to look at too. You got to look at the co CEO, Nick Kahn. You got to look at Kevin Dunn. You got to look at Bruce Pritchard. You've got to look at a wide variety of different components. And, Chris, you brought up earlier the the contingency plan. Right now, the way we're looking at it, I think Brock Lesnar was a backup plan prior to Randy. Orton. Well, that, that, that is true. I believe, I believe he was the backup plan to Cody, to Randy
3: Orton, who was the backup plan to Cody Rhodes uh, before Cody Rhodes decided to destroy
1: his entire pectoral area, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, got to give a shout out to Cody Rhodes winning that SB for um great, I think it was greatest WWE moment of the year was his return. Got to give him a I, shout out. I, for that. I, mean,
3: I mean, it's going to be an interesting time. I think there's going to be a transition time. Um, Apparently, people are already speculating. It's like, oh well, who's the WWE going to bring back? Are they gonna Are they gonna start using full names again? Are they gonna start? What are they What are they going to do? You know, are they gonna go out and get independent wrestlers like they like they did for NXT? So I,
1: you know, something, Chris, I want to throw it out here right now. To me, the one I think that's really going to be, and we kind of talked about this. We're not going to pop up the question because this could be a, an entire episode discussion. My thing is this. There's, to me, there are two individuals right now. i should not say that. Three individuals I really think we need to watch out for right now that are in the WWE on the main roster that need to be watched. One is The Miz. He okay. has brought forth lots of, uh, of good things, so to speak, for the world of WWE. Two, Tomaso Ciampa. I think we could see a lot of great things from him. Under this new regime and the third it's going to stun a lot of people if he can pull everything together in time for SummerSlam and do what he did at WrestleMania Logan Paul Logan Paul has gotten some some pretty interesting crowd reactions I know a lot of people are saying that the people don't like him the fans don't like him, but he generates a reaction. And can Not we cool. stop?
3: Can we stop talking about the Mrs. Balls? Let's just let's just throw this out there. I don't want
1: to talk about the Mrs. Balls anymore. And you got to look at it this way too. We're also going to throw out there. I got to throw out the obvious with Austin Theory and with Riddle. I think both of them are going to be. And, and again, we've had some others come up here too, talking about Dolph Ziggler finally getting his opportunity, uh, AJ Styles being able to uh, kind of get back into the picture. There's a lot of people who could benefit from this. And like I said, if you have any uh, comments regarding what's going on here uh, with our primary high spots question of the night, and and again, thank you again, Jay Hollywood, another, another individual who really deserves another opportunity to be up in that upper echelon of the WWE at being Dolph Ziggler. Do they, do they need to resplit off the titles though? Do they need to resplit the titles? That's another open discussion. Me personally, I think the way it is right now, I don't think so. I think right now, if you're going to set this all back together, I think you need to not necessarily consolidate, but you need to bring the two brands back together. I think this is a golden time to do that. And that may be what happens almost immediately after SummerSlam. One, we'll see. And like I said, if you have any thoughts about what you think is going to happen, I mean, we've got SummerSlam this coming Saturday night as part of uh, SummerSlam weekend. I know a lot of people in the Nashville area. uh, It's supposed to be, I believe, the uh, One Dead Man show. On Friday night in Nashville featuring The Undertaker, and of course Sunday night. For those that are not necessarily a WWE fan, you have Ric Flair's last match available, I believe, on Fight TV uh, or Bleacher Report. Um, and honestly, looking at the card
3: besides the Ric Flair match, it doesn't really look that bad. It's uh,
1: What What we got? We got Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. Okay, let, let's, let's, let's roll through this real quick. And I know we're kind of changing gears here, and we will have uh, Ryu Kendrick on in just a couple minutes. Uh, matches that are here. Uh, you've got Bully Ray is scheduled to be uh, in this match. You've got a match from New Japan, Clark Connors versus uh, Ren Narita. Uh, you've got a, a true power matchup of Killer Cross taking on Davy Boy Smith Jr. You've got uh, several tag matches, the Von Erics and the Briscoes, the Wolves and the Machine Guns. The Rock and Roll Express, or the Morton family, taking on Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. Uh, you've got a three-way uh, match for the Knockout Women's Championship with Rachel Ellering, Jordan Grace, and Deanna Perrazzo. A four-way match, Ray Phoenix, tarus, Laredo Kid, and Bandito. You mentioned it earlier, Chris. Josh Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. Personally, I think my match is going to steal the event and the main event. Rick Flair and Andrade Alidolo taking on Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. This is going to be a great night of professional wrestling. I know we talked about this uh, to a fair degree last week. I got to tell you, this has the potential of being one of the best weekends in pro wrestling that we've had in a long time.
3: I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Nashville is going to be the place to be for wrestling this weekend.
1: So, I mean, that is true, Chris. I, I would agree. Well, you know something, guys. I mean, again, we're going to mention again if there's anything that you want to put out here, and we're going to be kind of kind of chiming into these as it relates to this uh, this coming weekend. If you want to say what what direction do you think the WWE needs to go? I'm talking about Ric Flair's last match and the, and the whole weekend, the roast of Ric Flair also taking place. That would be a tough challenge for Friday. Do you go to the Undertaker or the roast of Ric Flair. We're not we're not gonna take a ton of time because I know our first guest is is backstage. I'm just gonna ask you right now, gentlemen, it's a quick gut reaction. Roast or Undertaker? Haas.
2: Um that's really a tough call. I you know, I'm not sure which way I'd go with that, to be honest.
3: I'd probably do taker because I have no desire to see Rick Flair wrestle one more match.
1: No, we're not talking about the rest. We're talking about the roast. Of oh, this.
3: the roast of Ric Flair? Yeah, I really don't have a desire to see that either.
1: I I think I'd have to be the other way. I think I'd have to be the roast of Ric Flair. I mean, again... Oh, you just it. have
3: to be a controversial oh, no, no, no.
1: We've seen the last ride. We've seen the biography lately. I think it's the idea of where you have the opportunity for people to come out and throw singers at the man who's been known for being able to have the gift of gab. I think it's one of those where that would be of more interest to me. But again, both of them are going to be great tickets. And if you have one, it's definitely going to be the start of a great, a great weekend. I wish I could talk in the world of professional wrestling. Now, hardcore Haas, just to double check to make sure I'm not fibbing. Our first guest is backstage, right?
2: Oh yes. He has
1: been backstage for a
2: while, patiently waiting. And uh,
1: he is ready to go when we are. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our first guest. This is a man who I've known for several years. He's had the opportunity over the course of about the last year or so to really start making an impact in the world of professional wrestling, Uh, not just in the St. Louis area, but he's really traveled throughout Missouri, Illinois. He's been competing for a lot of different promotions. He's been getting a lot of of traction in the world of professional wrestling, and it's a name that you're going to see a lot in the weeks and months to come. So at this point, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead, and, and I don't know if we've got any intro music for him or not. But let's go ahead and welcome to the program our first guest this evening right here from the St. Louis area, Ryu Kendrick. Ryu, how are you doing this evening, sir? Uh, I'm
5: doing all right, man. Just out here chilling.
1: Uh, are you are, are you
3: outside the Team Ambition dojo?
5: I am not, unfortunately.
3: Oh, oh okay. He's He's preparing. Yeah. yeah,
5: actually I am. Actually, I hopefully it ain't flooded on my way to the training. So,
3: oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully you didn't. Hopefully you didn't like get swept away with this water that we had this morning. That was some crazy stuff, wasn't it?
5: It was a crazy flood. I will say that it was really crazy.
3: you you're all you're all your family's all good and safe and no no problems.
5: Yeah, yeah. My family's all right. Which is out here is just five and just you know. I mean, I'm in the Illinois Belleville area. So
3: okay, so you, so bad. you got so you kind of avoided it in, like, the St. Louis, like, the like the St. Louis area. Like, yeah, we St.
5: Louis area.
1: Yeah. So,
3: all right, yeah, well, go well, ahead.
1: I'm going to throw this out here first. And, again, it's a little bit of a different tangent. But, I mean, again, I would be remiss if I didn't throw this out here. You've heard, just like everybody else on the planet, everybody, unless you've lived under a rock, the recent changes with the WWE. What yeah. are your views? Do you think this is going to be – what the WWE needs the WWE needs to finally make a change, or are we going to see the same old, same old from the WWE?
5: There's no telling with what they're going to do when it comes to especially if Stephanie and Triple H are named, uh, you know, the people who are, carry, are carrying on Vince's duties in WWE. So it could be the same. It could be a new change. It's, there's no telling, in my opinion. That's just my honest opinion.
1: And and again, that's a very valid point uh, right here. Now, my other question, we brought it up earlier on, and I know you were listening backstage, and I'm just going to get a gut reaction before we start talking about you and your training and your career and all those kinds of things. Your view this weekend, WWE, that being the, uh, the Undertakers event Friday night and SummerSlam Saturday, or the Roast of Ric Flair Friday night and Ric Flair's last match on Sunday? Which would get the nod from you?
5: I would probably would say Undertaker.
1: Okay. Uh, any any uh, reasoning or rationale behind it? Uh, I don't know. I just say I feel like Undertaker would get the
5: most because he recently was in the Hall of Fame, and also, it's the Undertaker. So, and don't if get me wrong, t- Rick <laughs> Flair. Don't get me wrong about Rick Flair. I feel like he's gonna have a big. Weekend as well. So,
3: yeah, and anytime you can talk to anytime you can get to hear stories from the Undertaker, is probably pretty good. So, I mean, so yeah. So, so Ryu, I uh, got a question. What's it like t- training with Team Ambition with uh, Davey and Mike and Camaro and 2D and, and uh, Warhorse? What, what's it, what's, what is a typical workout with them like?
5: It is intense, it's just definitely. I'll say it's intense and it's definitely something that will put you put your your mind your body and your spirit to the test and
3: I I've bet been you going they through
5: th- a lot of changes ever since I was training with team ambition so
3: mm-hmm. I bet you they they work you pretty hard they work they work that cardio pretty hard don't they where we're running you through the running you through the hoops and every, everything but they also work on your character development as well right am, am I am I am I wrong in, in thinking that no
5: no you're not wrong uh there is a promo class uh warhorse is in charge of that
1: of course he is <laughs> warhorse is the best at it uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. all right well I'm, I'm gonna go ahead here real quick and and throw the question out here i mean again you've been around pro wrestling now for a couple of years in various forms or another um first question and a lot of people don't really know this um what were your earliest uh recollections are your earliest connections to the world of professional wrestling?
5: Um, my earliest connections? Definitely watching it when I was a kid. Um, it does that, like, you know, watching it with, like, back in the Ruthless Aggression era. I didn't watch it much in the Attitude Era, but definitely Ruthless Aggression made me feel like, and watching John Cena, it definitely made me feel like, oh, hey, I want to be a wrestler. I can be, because I was a fat, I was a chubby, stubby little kid. That's been bullied on all the time So And it's like, oh man, if I can just watch wrestling It's like my escape to all the You know, all the, the terror And the madness And forget the noise, background noise So That's okay,
1: it, it happens well, mean, I, my, my next question I'm going to throw out here Is this, I mean, you talked about earlier on and, and I know for a fact Chris and I both have have Had dealings with When we were growing up And, and having those those self-confidence issues have you really, especially in the course of the last two months of really being active in ring, have you really encountered any of those people? And have they had have their perceptions of you changed now that you are regularly competing inside the theme sports circle? Um,
5: not really, no. But uh, I mean, if it if I encounter them, I just encounter them. But they're like, oh, they're just adults because you know what I'm saying, kids. I mean, when you're a kid, kids can be cruel. So, and then, and no offense to kids, I mean, I, do I love kids? Yes. But still, some kids don't understand. And it's just like, maybe they're going through some other stuff, but who knows? But still. Um, but if you see them now as adults, they like they may think about it and they might be apologetic about it, but, or they might be the same people. So, you yeah. never know. So,
3: yeah. So, I know that you're going to get a chance to participate this later on in September in Chicago with uh, the black wrestlers matter, matter, uh, show. What does that kind of a show mean to you?
5: Black wrestlers matter. It just means that, Hey, we're out here and we're doing big things. We can be
3: successful as
5: you know, as one that we can be, we can be champions and we can do what we can do. And definitely when John West started that I was in the black wrestlers matter in St. Louis and I won that match. So
3: what did and, that mean? What did that what did that win mean to you just being on that show? Did that did that have a little special place in your heart, more special place in your heart than any other match that you fought in?
5: It shows that I can, you know, it it really improved me and what I can do better, most definitely. So and the match with Denzel Rollins, I feel like that's one of my best matches I ever had. So
1: well, I'm gonna go ahead right now, and I know Hardcore Haas has been monitoring the uh chats or the chat and the comments have been coming in um hardcore Haas, can you bring up the uh one of the last comments was here uh just brought up here a couple minutes ago talking about uh our guest here ryu kendrick we'll see if we can get hardcore Haas to get that brought up i mean he's already been working overtime here and it's here, ryu has obviously grown fast he seemed very shy when i saw him at pwe i can see the change great job man i, I thought that was definitely something that needed to be shared here this evening because I got to tell you, right, when I've seen you in the ring, I, I've seen your 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 attitude, your work ethic. I've seen a lot of that change over the past few months. And I mean, you just look at the list of promotions and bear with me just a second. I want to make sure I have these all correct. In the past year, if I'm not mistaken, zero one one Dynamo Pro, Glory Pro, Wrestle Max, Cape Championship Wrestling, and New Breed Wrestling. I mean, that's Right there. That's I mean a, a pretty extensive list. Um, let's go ahead and take a minute here, and we're going to talk about um, each of the different promotions just just briefly. Um, can you talk about? We'll start off with just kind of put them in order. Uh, let's talk about your time thus far in Zero One. Zero One's got a lot of great competitors that have stepped inside the ring. Uh, I know there's been wrestlers like uh, Jake Lander, War Horse, uh, Gary J, among others. Um, what can you tell us about your time thus far in zero one?
5: I'm working up on the card and it's like mostly every promotion. It's like I'm working up on the card. So like trying to get my foot in the door so far.
1: Okay. Well, as, as Chris was talking about too, um, the let's talk a minute here. Um, I know that you've had some, some matches down in Cape championship wrestling mm-hmm. and you've had some dealings with a gentleman by the name of Calvin Aldrich. Mm-hmm. Um, um, can you share with the viewers of the Russell Talk podcast what kind of uh, brought those problems forward? I know, I believe Calvin's been on the program as well. Um, what kind of brought that together? I mean, you're usually a, a, a pretty straightforward, pretty pretty relaxed guy. Um, what, what brought that whole thing around?
5: So the thing with Calvin Aldridge, it wasn't that long, but... All I know is that it was my first match. It was my CCW debut match, and I had a match against him. And the ending was that he eye-gouged me, and he did his finisher, and then he beat me. So he got a dirty win over me. And then it speculated, and then me and him had a couple series of matches. And then later on, it just, like, died down a little bit. So we tagged. Ironically, we tagged not too long ago. (laughs) but.
1: I, I got to ask it again. The, the the viewers of the Wrestle podcast are going to be asking this. I'm going to be, be ahead of the curve here. After having such a a, a loss with an eye gouge and as you said a, a a dirty pin, a dirty victory, how did it feel to be teaming with someone that had done, who had gone to such lengths to defeat you in the ring? How did how did it feel? What what did you feel during that matchup? Like a year after, you know, it was like a year after. That
5: match that we tagged, mm-hmm. it was six man tag, and then it was like, ah oh, man, uh, uh, it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mind
1: cluster. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I I could see that very well. I mean, again, I, being being a former wrestler, and I'm not gonna lie, I was probably a year year and a half in myself, and I teamed with a man that I would known pretty much since my my debut, and I'm not gonna lie, I was a guy that took some shortcuts here and there. But to team with somebody who plays by the rules, who was really, truly, and Chris can tell you, was probably one of the most respected wrestlers or good guys, if you will, in the world of professional wrestling uh, at the time. It it definitely kind of – you kind of have those eyes in the back of your head, but it just seems like sometimes people can change. And like I said, it sounds like that's kind of how you viewed things there. Um, Next thing I want to look at here – is the idea of where, like I said, you competed for for such promotions as Glory Pro Wrestling, uh, WrestleMax, Max, uh, New Breed Wrestling. Um, right now, are there any promotions here in the in the Midwest or any promotions in the country that you would like to ultimately compete in before the year twenty twenty two is done? Uh, I wouldn't mind competing for Warrior and uh, AAW. Well, I mean, I got to tell you right now, the list with both Warrior Wrestling and AAW, I mean, that's, a like I said, is another who's who roster. And, I mean, again, I'm not saying anything against any of the promotions that are on your resume right now because they're consistently bringing in the best in professional wrestling each and every event they put out there. Now, I've got to ask this question. It's been a while since I've asked this one. And, Chris, I'm going to actually kind of change this up for you, too. Ryu, your question. If you had one wrestler, alive or dead, <coughs> that you could wrestle, who do you who would you say it was would be and why? And Chris, I want you to take a minute here. We're gonna kind of throw things a little differently to the host. Who could you see Ryu Kendrick wrestling against? Uh, we're gonna go ahead and go with Ryu first. Who would you feel as though you could wrestle or you would like to wrestle and why?
5: I would love more than anything to wrestle AJ Styles.
1: I, I I like that. Yeah. Well, uh, any, any rationale behind it?
5: Definitely. I feel like it's like speed versus strength. And definitely, it's just like, you know, he's AJ's one of the greats. And just being in a ring with somebody like him, it just makes you feel like you're, you know, ready to test yourself. You want to prove yourself that you can hang with the best.
3: So I'm going to take this on a two track. I'm going to take this on a two track. Uh, I'm going to go one. I'm going to go nationally, and one I'm going to go locally. We'll start with the national one. I think in his prime, you and Booker T would have a really good match together. Booker T. Mm. (laughs) I saw a little twinkle in that eye. Um, You you followed the career of Booker T, am I right? Yeah. And then locally, I would love to see you in the ring with probably – to your team ambition guys either either Mike Outlaw or Camaro Jackson which one would you which which one would you prefer to wrestle of the two can you answer that honestly and not and, and 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 not and not have the other one make you do 400 squats the next time they see you
5: uh man i would wrestle i mean i wrestled outlaw before and i wrestled camaro before so if i wanted to pick one of the other if i wanted to get a rematch um, I would definitely say
3: outlaw. Oh, how about wrestling Warhorse? Would you? Would you? Would you be able to survive Warhorse?
5: Mm, I can take Warhorse. You?
3: Oh, oh. How ooh.
1: about? Ooh.
5: How about 2D? Oh. Okay, you're going too far now. That's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I got to
1: tell you right now, Chris. I'm going to take this in a little bit of a of a different turn. Um, I've got two here in the St. Louis area that I really would I'd be interested in seeing on a local level, and you're going to be surprised on both of. One I would like to see on a local level, Ryu Kendrick taking on Ricky Cruz. Wow. I think it's one of those where I think the styles, I mean, Ryu, he's, he's got the build. He's got the size. He's getting the knowledge behind him. I think a match with Ricky Cruz would definitely intrigue me. Have
3: you? Are you trying to get his chest caved in with the chop? Ryu knows, knows the, the chops of Ricky Cruz, right? You've, you've seen
1: those on shows before, right? Yeah, but they don't scare me. Oh, they don't scare. Okay. Okay. And and I'm gonna put it right now, Chris. Since you went out on your own tangent, I'm gonna go on mine. I just added a third. The second one I want to throw out there is Cayman. I think it's one of those where, and, and again, you've done very well over the course of your career. But I think Cayman would bring a completely different element to the ring, something that you're you really haven't had a chance to experience. And I think learning from that would be a huge benefit to you. And the third. And Chris, I'm going to warn you, you may fall out of your chair on this one. The third, Ryu Kendrick versus Mikaze. Mm. I'd like to see it because I want to see if he, on a local level, could go with the wind of destruction. Now, on a national level, I'm going to go with two. And both of these gentlemen are no longer with us. I'd like to see... Rayu go against Harley Race, and the idea of where I think two big guys that could could have a solid scientific matchup. And I'm going to tell you, Chris, you were worried about Ricky Cruz. My other one that popped into my head: Rayu Kendrick and Vader. Ooh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, the idea of where let's see with all that training, all that knowledge, let's see how tough Ryu, Kendrick truly is.
0: Man.
3: Man, so I I think he's really I really honestly I think Ryan Kendrick is just ready for everybody. I, I I don't think there's anybody. Who do you want to face in in the world in the St. Louis area? Is there anyone that you want to face in the St. Louis area that you haven't yet?
5: Uh, I have not wrestled Moses or Raheem Moses or I can't wait.
1: Well, I got I to gotta throw this out here here. And again, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, I heard the, at their last event, which was just this past weekend, that uh, Raheem kind of uh, didn't endear himself too much to team ambition. And um, I know it's only been a couple days, but do you have any thoughts about what Raheem did uh, at, least at the very end of the matchup between Mike Outlaw and Tootie and Lynn? I have no comment. Um, you're going to, you're going to play, you're going to play the politician here and just not, not comment. And that's, and that's totally understandable. I mean, again, it's one of those where team ambition really's had a, a, um, a, a pretty good standing as of late. I mean, again, it's just what. I can, can, I, can I ask a question? Let's go back to the,
3: to the, uh, I guess you could hear the belt shot heard round the world at the pageant um, for the glory pro show with Mike Outlaw laying out Davy Richards. Did you have a what what were your initial thoughts on that? Were you just like literally just standing there in shock that that's happened?
5: Yeah, I was just like what the, what
3: <laughs> the? <laughs> I mean for for Mike to do that, that's that's kind of uncharacteristic of Mike. I know I've known Mike for I've known Mike since he's very since he first started. So um did you talk to him after that event?
5: I had nothing to say to him for real
3: for real. I mean
5: I wanted to know why, but there was nothing really much to say to him.
3: You're just kind of of in shock, weren't you? Just kind of like Mm -hmm. WTF, bro, is probably what you were thinking in your head.
1: Yeah. Well, well, Ryu, like I said, I want want to go ahead and ask you one more question. And I know you're very busy. You're getting ready. You've got a lot of events coming up in the next few weeks. What would you say is the biggest thing? Actually, it's a two-part. One, the biggest thing you've learned thus far in your wrestling career, and what is the biggest thing that you could share with an up-and-coming wrestler?
5: One of the biggest things I've learned definitely is to just focus on having a good match. Okay. And that's the same thing I would say to an up-and-coming wrestler is just focus on being a good wrestler and focus on, you know, and focus on your training as much as you can, because if, because where I'm at, where like with Team Ambition, it's just like, hey, you got all the jack of all trades here. You got strength and conditioning, you got fundamentals, and you got advanced training, and promo classes and character de- character development. So, you gotta do is just that. If you have an advantage to join team ambition, I would take I would take that
3: what's the best piece of advice that you've been given? Have you been given a piece of advice that just kind of sit there and go, yeah, never
5: that's training." pretty much just never stop training,
3: never stop, tra- never stop learning, never stop taking. Se- I've always heard wrestlers say, never stop taking seminars. If, 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 a, if a wrestler, mm-hmm. a national wrestler offers a seminar always to take it. So right. uh, Luke, do you have anything else? Cause I, I, my brain, my brain just went completely blank for a second.
1: Well, well, right now, Ryu. I know you're a very busy man. You're getting ready to go to training this evening. Hopefully, things go according to plan. But uh, for those that want to know more about you or see you in action, um, where would they be able to see you in action in the in the weeks to come?
5: Uh, I will be going to West Virginia next week. So that's all I know as of right now. And. And I'm going to drop a bomb to you guys right now. I am okay. I am no longer Ryu Kendrick anymore. I go by Myron Chapman. I should have said that in the beginning,
1: but I'll get to the end. Well, you know, it's one one of those things when you sit there and you look at it. I mean, again, we've had the opportunity to know you for a long time. And, I mean, again, that's one of those which you let the wrestler have the opportunity to make those statements. And, And, like I said, um, we've got a lot of viewers yeah, my dad is about to die. So that's okay. Well, like I said, uh, we want to thank you for coming on the program here this evening. And again, for more information on where he's going to be at, again, I apologize. He just left, um, make it a point to uh, check us out online. We'll have more upcoming information. Thank you. Hardcore Haas, for joining us. Uh, gentlemen, your thoughts on that first interview. I uh, thought it's pretty, it's pretty interesting from, he's a fairly newer, newer person in
3: the wrestling business. So it's kind of, kind of good to get a perspective from as he's
1: coming up. So hardcore Haas, I know you were, you were listening into the majority of the interview. What were your thoughts about this first interview this evening?
2: I, you know, I was really fascinated to learn more about him and uh, I'm going to have to check out his page and see where he's coming in West Virginia. See if it's uh, close to the area that I'm at.
1: And uh, so I may have to slip over
2: and, uh, and check him out.
1: Well, you know something guys, one thing, that we got to talk about right now. Uh, And we're going to go ahead and kind of shift gears here in a minute. We're going to have our second guest on in a little over 25 minutes or so. Uh, I want to talk to you about a man who's been a part of the WrestleTalk podcast for a long time. Uh, He wasn't a part of our program last week because I believe he was about 24 to 48 hours removed from major back surgery. And I got to tell you right now, the man's here. He's ready. He is on the men and hardcore, Haas. If you could go ahead and hit the music because it's time for snippets of truth with the one, the only, the returning Big Daddy P. Gentlemen, the man is back. Big Daddy P, I got to ask you, you're like two weeks, or actually a little more than a week removed. How are you doing good, sir? The last time we saw him, he was laying down. I was because... laying
3: down. I, I
4: was laying down for almost 13 weeks, man. And mm-hmm. now he's sitting, he's sitting in a chair. I'm sitting back at my desk again. How are you? How are you feeling, man? How, how, how... Uh, compared to last, last uh, 10 days ago, let's see, it was a week Wednesday. Uh, I feel fabulous. The doctor, the surgeon, Dr. Schwartz just did a an amazing job. He went into the L4, L5, S1 and did some fusion with three screws and pins. And I gained, I'm i two inches taller wow. because I shrunk two inches. Uh-huh. So uh, that was kind of cool to be able to stand up and all of a sudden look at my wife and go, huh, I'm a little <laughs> taller. I said so so a very one of my best friends is six one. She's real tall. And and I'm six three. Well, we've been eye to eye for a long time, and I know that was because of my of my compressed discs. And and now with the pins in there, man, we were I was taller than her. So I was like, Yes, I'm now <laughs> three. but I'm not 300 pounds anymore. That's
3: how, 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 is, how is the therapy going? Is it oh, pain... Is, uh,
4: I haven't had physical therapy yet because you got to wait. Like for example, tomorrow I'll have all the stitches. that There's about what forty. Yeah. Oh. There's about forty stitches. Oh God. Oh. But hey, man, listen. The Lord knows how to provide medication. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I don't know if it's necessarily the Lord that knows how to provide medication. <laughs> Probably more the doctors know and the. Oh
4: yeah, no. There, I have a whole pain management team actually, which is really weird because. Back in the day when I first hurt my back in, in 2002, and then again in 2010, technology. I mean, all of a sudden, I hurt my back in, in 2020 and come in here 2022, and all of a sudden, I have a pain management team, and we're going to control all your vitamins, your everything and then i have a surgeon which is completely separate so anyway to make a long story short the vanderbilt team in nashville did an absolutely awesome job i can walk without a walker i've been actually sitting here for about 15 minutes so i can stand matter of fact this desk that you're looking at actually stands up oh you got one of those standing.
3: you got one of those fancy standing desks well i
4: just can't sit all day eight hours i mean because you guys i i Everybody knows I do website design and audio video production. So my job is on my butt. That's why I got the 340 pounds to begin with. So the goal now is to keep me, I, I, for, I for more than one hour, I can't stay in one place, which is really... I don't stay in one place for an hour anyway. Uh, that is true. You, you, you,
3: you would you would not be surprised at how many people. I work for. I work for a financial firm in St. Louis, and how many people? Whenever they started coming out with those standing those those desks or those vertical desks that you could stand up for occasionally, how many people asked to get one of those because they're they they because they can't sit for too long. I mean, I probably shouldn't be sitting for too long, but you know, it it, it happens. So uh, well,
4: and and. My back just decided to go, okay, you're not doing this anymore. And I said, okay, Lord, now what? And I just had to wait. The message I was given from a very dear friend of mine's wife was wait on the Lord. I said, okay. Cause I couldn't get that surgery anyway. so I got my sugar down. Well, I got my sugar down to 5.9. So boom, we were able to get the surgery done and it was a success. The next day I was up and walking day two, I was wanting to run the marathon day three. You thought I got hit by a bus. <laughs> I mean, day three was so bad. Four, five, six have been good. Um, today I just got a new device that, uh, it's kind of like a tens unit, but it's not. It only goes in two spots, but it goes on either side of the uh, uh, where the, where the the fusion is, and it helps the screws fuse into the bones. It's some method now that they use. So I have that on 24 hours a day, and I've been able wow. to shower. I shaved my head uh, wow. because I just knew it would be easier. But God is faithful, and I'm just thankful that y'all have uh, that I when today was Tuesday, I was excited. I'm like. I am officially going to get out of that bed, and let the world know that Big Daddy P is not only back, but there's a lot less of me, which means I'm going to go a lot further. And let me tell you
3: that your your positivity is just off of the chart. Just like you're like you're you you've ran through everything that's that's happened to you, and been like you know what, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break through. I'm gonna break through the. The
4: the, the uh, chain. we're We're going to go to the next level But the thing is the secret to it Isn't to brag about it after it's done It's while you're in it You're trusting him through it mm-hmm. And I think if you can do that I mean look it was Job I didn't write this okay I didn't write the Bible But Job clearly said When the Lord is done with me I will be like gold Meaning no matter what situation He puts me through when I get to the end I'm going to be alright so why worry about it, really? I mean, I know people personally. Oh my God! I mean, the whole world is like, and I'm just like, did God go on vacation? One, two. If there's something you can't control, just chill. I mean, you're eventually you're gonna want you're gonna have to trust him. You're gonna get a hearing, and when you get that hearing, just trust him. Just tell him, Big Daddy P, said, I have to trust you. I don't even know you, but as long as I trust him, I trust you. I like that. I like that. I like this comment from Jay
3: Hollywood. The hotter the fire, the stronger the steel that is forged by it.
4: Absolutely. Gold in its original state has to be heated up so all the impurities get burned out the the dross or becoming a new man, however you want to put it, the Bible puts it like six different ways. But the one I think we understand the best is is that is that we're going to mature with him. Because ultimately our trust in God is only based upon what we've been through with him. If you grew up in church and was told trust God, trust God, trust God, trust God, and you said, well, maybe someday I will. And you know, maybe today you're in such a bad situation that you're like, well, I've done everything but trust him. God is that gracious. He waited 31 years for me to come around. And finally at 31, I realized why he gave me such a big mouth. And that was to tell the world to let him know. And here's your snippet of truth tonight. Do not fear for I am with you, he says, even until the end of the age. So whether if you make it to the end, or you don't make it to the end, he's with you. And he says, I will never leave you. He said, I give eternal life. They shall never perish. Who's going to snatch him out of his hand? There's not a single thing created or not created that can change that plan. And so just know that today, no matter what anybody says, no matter what you might be going through, if you know anything about me, it's all about operating in prayer. It's all about communicating. God just wants to know how he can help you. And I just think some of you tonight might not have trusted him, but just trust him look, it's pretty much a money back guarantee. Think about it. He brought you in this world, right? So, and he knows when your last day is right. So if he's got all that in the middle, just chill out, rest and relax. I know we have a prayer request. You, uh, St. Louis has got a lot. Yes. Of yes, that's I was, of just,
3: I was just going to bring that up because uh, Luke, me and Luke live in the St. Louis area. I live in the St. Louis proper. He lives in the uh, Metro East area. Um, before 9 o'clock today, St. Louis, the St. Louis area had the uh, wettest day recorded ever in 150 years of them keeping uh, keeping uh, records where we had streets flooded. Um, there was a stray rescue uh, in St. Peter's, Missouri that were able to save their adult dogs, but unfortunately, they lost 10, 10 puppies because of the flooding. Um there were some
1: areas as Chris was talking about too there are some areas that were hit by over a foot of rain in in like less than like like what was it like 6 hours maybe yeah, it, was, it, was, it was it was raining on the unreal amounts there were a lot of people And the there's team.
3: more and there's more rain coming so I, I felt really bad for the stray rescue because they lost their, they lost 10, 10 puppies um all yeah. of their adult dogs seem to be doing okay um they're looking for fosters while they fix their, fix their, uh, um, uh, facility.
4: So, so uh, if anybody happens to have a house with a backyard, that's not flooded, that's maybe indoors or whatever, and you can use a puppy, contact these people and, and, and make it happen because, man, I, there are a lot of
3: people that I know that were dealing with like flooding in their basement that they had to like jump into action. One of my former coworkers, uh, uh, had flooding in his basement, so he was trying to get everything that he could, uh, uh, all the memories that he could to you know. I mean, yeah. it just it, it 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 came hard and it came fast, and it was just it was just it
4: was a terrible it was a terrible morning in Saint Louis. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. definitely, I'll definitely add them to their prayer. Was there any other messages from anybody?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm double checking here right now to see if there's anything that's out there. Um I, uh, I know a couple of unspokens that have been brought out there. I know that there's a very good mutual friend of Chris and I uh, who's had to deal with some family issues over the course of the last uh, about 24 to 36 hours. And he's not an individual that goes to social media too often, but he. Um,
4: Which might be a good thing.
1: <laughs> right. That is true. Like I said, he went to, to discuss it and I, I believe there were some hospitalizations involved. <laughs> it's it's going to be. Talking with with like counselors and therapists and things like that. It's not going to be an easy road, but I know that he's a very strong individual. And he's always very very strong and very supportive of his family. And I know that he's one of those that would um, he's been looking to people for support. And uh, I know of at least one other one that's unspoken here this evening.
3: What? Well, and, and, and I, I could also. Have- I, I would like to also add that my mom has. Um, you haven't been on you haven't really been on but my mom is currently in a nursing home with uh with with dementia um she just couldn't take care of herself anymore so um, now she's being taken care of yes i the i was taking care of her as best i could however once it got to that point now she's being taken care of i that that stresses that stress is off of me however it just hurts every time
4: i see her so dude i feel you in 1988 i had to take care of my dad after all the nurses quit he had parkinson's disease and i was 17 man i was on fire i was ready to go change the world you know what i mean and so i, I didn't have time for that which was crazy but i made it and i took care of him and it was very stressful it was definitely the hardest part of my life and 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 i, I can feel your pain brother son. and, and,
3: and, luke, and luke, luke will know that i kind of stop going anywhere for a while, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean the pandemic kind of helped because you know we were dealing we cause <laughs> um that we weren't really going anywhere unfortunately but uh Luke would yell at me he's like you need to get out I'm like I can't I can't be that far away you know because what if something happens and I know we can't deal in what ifs in this
4: life but it just it's it's hard to it's hard to do when
3: it's your parents so
4: you absolutely know. again and there's a lot A lot of people are hurting now, man, a lot of people, and they don't know what to do and they don't know where to turn. And that was why I always love your invitation to come on here, because just what if one person happens to be watching and they're having a really crappy day, you know, and all of a sudden maybe they've been encouraged. Maybe it was something you said, I said, we all said, whatever, because again, man, God searches to and fro throughout the earth to support us. He finds these opportunities. And I think that's why Wrestle Talk has been so successful because Matthew 633 says if you if you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added to you. Well all these add all these means everything that you absolutely would ever need or want for your life you're going to have, but put him first. And Wrestle talk in the very beginning knew the importance of prayer, knew the world we were living in, saw an opportunity to even help that there was, see, what what started this whole relationship, which we've only told the story once, and I think it was on the first show, was about an illustration that I talked about a guy who was standing on a mountain, and he was looking down, and there was a beach, and he could see a guy at the very bottom of the beach. He was throwing things in the water. Well, he's curious, so he climbed down and got to the bottom, and as he got closer, he began to see there were starfish washing up, and the guy was throwing them back in the water, and he says, well, you don't think you're going to get all of them, he said, Nope, reached down, grabbed one, threw it in the water, and said, But I saved that one. Awesome, 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 awesome. So, and that illustration is exactly why we that was when we got the idea of well, maybe one person on Wrestle Talk, maybe a wrestler was hurt, maybe a promoter was sick, maybe a show was about to be canceled. Who knows? But whatever it is, we would add it to the prayer list. So, so, Perry, I guess um
3: we're going to you know the snippets of truth it's a, it's a good part, portion of the show so how about this how about you throw out some snippets of truth and let everyone in the wrestle talk podcast uh, nation uh know how how we need to deal with things and how you feel
4: well one i think i just did mm-hmm. they they have that they can even hit back if they want and they can watch it again but what i can encourage them and the, the truth does the truth put you in bondage or does it set you free sets you free. Well, then if it sets you free, then as long as you have the right truth, you'll know if you're free. Just know that where you are right now is exactly where he wants you. Otherwise, you'd be somewhere else.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So uh, can we throw out
4: some prayers? Uh, prayer absolutely. Requests to... A- absolutely. Father God, thank you so much for time for it is yours. It belongs to you. Every second of every day every of eternity belongs to you. And at this time, you've seen it fit for us to brag on you and to talk about you. Not because we get paid to, not because we're forced to, but because we're so excited of all the wonderful things that you've done before. And so now we have a, a a good sized list of requests, father, from sickness issues to financial issues, to even the storm. And it's amazing, Lord, you say that, that you, that the winds are your messenger. So I know that throughout history, there have been many times there's been disaster. And although the enemy might've thought that they were having their way, you actually turned it for good. And I know even in, previous situations that we've been through with 9-11 and different things where, you know, people, they realize life was more precious than what they thought. and So they took it maybe a little bit more seriously. And so, Father, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do for You heard all the requests, you know, everything that is going on here, especially, Father, the the situation in regards to his mother, that's, uh, I mean, to not The hardest part, Father, about living is sometimes our life stops and other life begins. And as as it, it appears that you have a chapter that's about to change, we know that you're going to give all the strength and all the words and all the love necessary to provide comfort. Because you are the one who created us to begin with. So you know every moment that we're here. And for those that are listening right now, Father, that haven't trusted you yet, it's so simple. All they have to do is trust you. And Father, I know that they don't have to walk an aisle, all that I know it's within their heart of hearts as they're listening, you know who they are. <laughs> you know everything about them. Matter of fact, you knew them before you even were in the womb. So no matter what choice their mother made, it didn't matter because you knew because you're God and we're not. And I thank you so much for this time and for the show continue to bless and guide it, continue to open every door that needs to be open, close every door that needs to be closed. And I love you. And I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Well, well Perry, before we let you go, I'm going to throw out here, and this is going to be a
1: completely different question, but we've been asking everybody all night. And this is one I know that uh, when I talked with the night owl, it's one that's going to be there. You know, this weekend in the world of professional wrestling is a huge weekend. You've got SummerSlam and you got Ric Flair's what is it, third or fourth final match now? <laughs> I mean it
4: is it, gonna keep <laughs> going, on, who knows? But the I, listen, is- I just got, I can't wait to meet Vinny Mack. Vince <laughs> <become> younger brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's go back to our original go? Would you say if you had the opportunity, Undertaker and SummerSlam, the roast of Ric Flair, and Ric Flair's last match event. I mean, if I had to pick, this is like pick one, if of one that you
4: are to you in now. Nashville this coming weekend. Who would it be? Oh, it's definitely going to be SummerSlam. I'm not. I'm I'll, I'll wait for the Ric Flair thing to come on A and E or whenever they play it on YouTube. I'm not. <laughs> now, I'm. A, I'm a, again. I I am a wrestling fan, so it doesn't matter if it's AEW, if it's WWE, if it's Ring of Honor, New Japan. Whatever it is, um, I'm just a fan of wrestling, and and I didn't know it for again. This has been a weird time in wrestling, man. There's been this kind of elephant in the room for some time, pun intended, and uh, you know, it. it I, I, I I was never concerned about wrestling stopping because as long as there's wrestle talk, we know at least they'll will be wrestling here, right? That is you know true, what I mean? True. So we don't know what's going to happen with the rest, but I, I can tell you that um, let's just keep doing it. Let's just uh, enjoying every day as a gift because that's what it is. That
1: is yeah. true, Perry. You couldn't have said it much better. And Like I said, uh, for all of you that are watching, again, I know a lot of people have been sending in the, in the comments, they've been sending you their well wishes. And again, next week, we're going to have you right back here. Same time, same channel. We're going to make sure we have the snippets of truth. And again, a very important part each and every week of the Russell Talk podcast, Snippets Truth. Perry, Big Daddy P, I want to say thank you for coming on the program tonight, and we look forward to seeing you again
4: right back here next week. It's uh, my pleasure, and and listen, whatever's on your heart, don't worry about it, okay? Just trust him.
3: And, and next week you'll be even better than you were this week, so...
4: It's not me. You have to understand, before I even go on, I say, Lord, what do you want me to say? And he usually... I don't, there's nothing to prepare. Prayer is not a preparation. Talking to him is never a preparation. Talking to you guys are not a preparation because you're professional and it always goes, well, most of the time it goes. Today we got the music right, you know, and and again, that's kind of one of those things that it goes right, great, because no one really has heard the full song and they don't, the song is called blessed with a death wish. And what that means is, It's really better, even the Bible says it's better to celebrate one's death than one's birth. Why? Because we're done here. That's worth celebrating. Every year being reminded that our bodies are falling apart and people are less and less around, it's not very encouraging much as you get older. So I can understand why we now go into the celebration of life. But celebrate it. Today's a gift. I hope I'll see you next week. Christ might come back. He might not. I'm waiting. Either way, I'm ready. The question is, Is are you going to be ready?
3: Good, good Lord willing in the creek don't rise, is what my grandma used to say. That's yeah. it.
1: All right. Well, well we Big go. Daddy P, again, thank you very much for joining us. We'll look forward to seeing you right here next week. We'll see you next week. All see right. you, Big Daddy P. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Big Daddy P, and we're going to switch from one gear to another. Again, another key part of the Talk podcast each and every week is the FWWC. Where's F-W-C, Hoss at? Where's Hoss at? H-W-C, H-W-C, chapter. Hold on, I got I got one even better. I know Hardcore Hoss is here. Is, is he here this week? I know last time we had a little bit of a uh, a a, a uh, Hardcore Hoss show last week. He was he
3: was in the Board of Directors meeting.
1: That Let's is, just... Well, that may have been it. But I know from what I understand is the CEO is in the house tonight. Uh, yes, he is in the house tonight. All, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and take just a minute here. Our second guest will be joining us in just a few moments. But before we do we're gonna go ahead and throw it over to our man the man behind the FWWC you can catch him every Thursday night at 7:30 right here on all these great social media outlets ladies and gentlemen I want to go ahead and introduce to you my longtime friend the man with the plan that's right the CEO Dewan Mills Dewan how are you doing this evening sir Good.
4: You
6: need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers. That's say, that's the bad guy. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. Last time you're gonna see him (laughs) back (laughs) there. Peekaboo Wrestle Talk Podcast. <laughs> Just a few nights before the second biggest night on the FWWC calendar. Who's here for you? Oh, no. It ain't that big mouth night owl. No, no, no. It ain't that arrogant prick, the CEO. No. It is the man who really pulls all the strings. In the FWWC, it is the ruthless Don El Jefe, in the number one super estrella in the history of the FWWC, El Mata Ratas, and you guys won't believe where I am. <laughs> I found the Wrestle Talk Studio. Oh, look at this! All oh, NBA stuff. Adam Cole, RVD, Kansas City, St. Louis, a bunch of posters. Man, one could really make himself at home at a place just like this. You know what, fellas? <laughs> I think that that's exactly what LHEP is going to do. Oh, That's right. Get these slides off. Matt Riddle style. Okay. What's this one. Okay. I won't get that rid of that one. <laughs> oh, now that I'm comfortable, amigos. Yeah, get this thing propped up. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> there we go. Not quite as professional as the Night Island friends. I don't do this very often. But let me keep this short and sweet. You see, they couldn't pay me enough money to be here on a regular week. Because quite honestly, about 99.5% of the hosts on this show are pathetic. They're boring and they make me want to take a nap. But you know what does the contrary? You know what gets my blood flowing and my skin tingling? Main event matches. And because I still, though I've not exercised my power this year, a member of the Board of Directors, I'm going to take it upon myself to talk about the main events of FWWC SummerSlam. See, I'm sure Mr. Mills over there locked in the bathroom. I'm sure you can hear him in the background. <laughs> ah, he'll get out eventually. I'll leave a few of the matches for him. But it's for Jefe, the main event superstar of the FWWC, well, let me be frank with you all. There's only two matches that matter. Number one, my hermano, a captain in La Familia Worldwide, Hardcore Hoss, going up against my tag team partner, the longest reigning FWWC world champion of all time, the longest reigning FWWC tag team champion of all time, the lawman, Luke Justice. Many have asked me, Matt, are you going to speak on it? These are two that you have groomed, two that have walked in your shadow and learned every trick in your book. Now they are threatening to take the main event of SummerSlam 2022 away from you. Well, if anybody's got a chance to do it, of course it would be two members of the greatest faction in FWWC history, La Familia Worldwide. There's been attacks. There's been special guest referee spots. There's been disrespect. And there's just been flat-out disdain between these two men. And you know what? Call me old school, but sometimes there's only one way to settle a beef, and it's inside that 20-by-20 squared circle. You think Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar is a big deal? Well, make sure you tune in to FWC this Sunday night. Because that co-made event might just, could possibly be the greatest FWWC World Championship match of all time. Not involving El Matarratas himself. Now that I've commented, I've been harassed for weeks about that. Let me just tell you, there is no favorite in this matchup. I'm just hoping that these two men make it out alive. After all this shit, they put each other through. The locker room has been split. One half is with the lawman. The other half is with Hardcore Hoss. And it's just a matter of time, amigos, before we find out who's going to be the world champ walking out of FWC SummerSlam. Now that said, I've got one more bit of news. What I consider to be the true and singular main event event of FWWC SummerSlam, and the biggest tag team match in FWWC history, Prophets of Madness versus the Law Dogs. Not only is this match five years in the making, not only are we putting on the line the longest reign in FWWC tag team history, you're also talking about four future FWWC Hall of Famers including the greatest of all time, El Jefe, El Mataratas himself. You're also talking about a man who has never been questioned, whose integrity is above reproach, and whose work ethic should serve as an example for many in the fantasy wrestling world, the one and only bishop. And what can I say? I've been utter disrespectful. I've even cracked a couple of jokes here and there. Over the need for Madman Joe's respirator. But I will say this, and you better screenshot this, brother, and screen record, because it'll be the last time you hear me say something like this. But to be on a respirator and still find the time, energy, and passion to be a part of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, well, if I had a cap, sir, I would tip it to you, Madman Joe. Aside from all the disrespect and this shit talking that you've heard, I acknowledge that unlike many, you don't make excuses. Whether you got a dime in your pocket or a million dollars, you show up, you cut promos, you do your matches, you role play. You understand what the pillars of the FWWC are and you respect them. The three pillars, role play, promo, matches. But there's a fourth pillar that I don't believe has received enough recognition. And that pillar is el jefe de la familia, and you're about to get run over by one. You know why? Because I got testicles, amigo, not the size of grapefruits, the size of watermelon. Because I've heard what you said, and quite frankly, I appreciate the respect that you've shown. But there's something about the way you guys have been addressing the law dogs that makes me feel like you think we lost our edge. Like you think we're over the hump. The proverbial final hump, that is. Well, let me just prove to you that El doesn't just move the needle. He rips that bitch off the frame and breaks it in half. Because we will proclaim the main event spot at FWC SummerSlam. And I don't care whose feelings get hurt about it. Because this match will not only be for the tag team championships, But it will also be either the final tag team match for the Law Dogs or it'll be the final tag team match for Prophets of Madness. Losers break up. And if that don't break the needle, it's pretty simple, amigos. You're nothing more than just a dirty, stinking... F-W-W-C SummerSlam,
0: Putos. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Usually, I get upset when I get interrupted or things don't go quite to plan. But considering it's F-W-W-C SummerSlam week, I'm okay with that. What's up, everybody? It's nice to get these nice little announcements and uh, last-minute changes as the booker. But I'm good. I, I'm okay with that one. I am okay with that one. Those two matches at FWC SummerSlam have to be some of the biggest that's going to go down. So you will hear more about this commentary or more about these matches this upcoming Thursday on the FWC tonight. But I got to reveal the rest of the card. Again, this is the CEO joining you guys live on the Wrestle Podcast. Love you guys. Great to be here. But we got to get moving. We got to get to the show. We got to get the card. So, JP. Please do me a favor and put up Friday's card first. Because before we get to FWC SummerSlam, before we get into that, we have something we have to discuss. We have an incredible, amazing, you want to talk about main events, you want to talk about big shows. Before the two teams, before the Proverbs of Madness and the Law Dogs square up on that Saturday, we're going to have some singles matches. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this Friday, the night before FWC SummerSlam, we have our last FWC Friday Night Fights it will be the champion the fwc heavyweight champion and one half of the tag team champions luke justice going one-on-one with madman joe in addition we also have our warriors our champion and also one half of the fwc tag team champions el mata going one-on-one with bishop and ladies and gentlemen as you heard last week on uh the fwc tonight we started this past monday our heart of a warrior invitational best of three fatal four way. Say that five times fast. Now, this past Monday, we had ourselves a four way hardcore match. And believe it or not, none other than Jake White came out on top of that one. We had Susie and also Lucidor in a close second. And unfortunately, uh, Sabre State was dead last. As we said, matches, promos, role playing, three pillars. But this Friday, we're going to have ourselves a good old Lumberjack match. That's right. Those four competitors will be surrounded by the ring by randomly, maybe picked by your boy, FWC superstars. So that's going to go down Friday. But we're ready for the meat and potatoes. We want to know exactly what matches are on the line and what matches are going to be booked at FWC SummerSlam. So, JP, put up the match three for uh the Heart of the Warrior Invitational Best of Three for four-way. All right. So, Match number three, the final match after this match, El Mata himself will decide a winner of who is going to go against him for the Warriors Heart Championship in a future match, or two individuals, or three individuals. It just depends how Mata feels and who has dedicated themselves to these matches. If you haven't gone back and seen the promos, if you haven't gone back and watched the role play, please do that on the FNC uh, Fantasy Wrestling page. Match number three will be a hell-in-a-cell match with these four competitors. So we just went hardcore on Monday. We're going to kind of go old school this Friday with the Lumberjacks. But Saturday at SummerSlam, we're going to hell, baby, and it's going to be great. Match number three will be a hell-in-a-cell match. After that match, El Mata, El Mata will make his decision. All right, JP, move on to the next one, sir, because we've got a lot of car to go through. Actually, only two more because El Mata announced it. Uh second match, or should I say the second uh card, or should I say the second page of the card will be the FWC Hybrid Television Championship. That has been going wild, that's been going crazy. Theory, the champion, will defend against none other than Moby Lee, Sick, and the newly added swag. It will also be a fatal four-way match for the FWC Hybrid Television Championship. Uh, also the FWC European Championship will be a triple threat tables match. That's right. A triple threat tables match. The European champion, Cannibal Lecter, will defend against none other than Lucky Lucha and NFG's very own Remy Mother F and Ricks. Next phase, JP. We're going to keep it rolling. Uh, and this will be my last phase because I'm obviously announced the last card. Or I said he announced the main events. The FWC Spartans Heart Championship will be a triple threat ladder match. Funky Flex, our current FWC Spartan's Heart Champion, will defend against none other than James Buckus in the Alpha in a triple threat ladder match. Those three guys are going to have to fight over ladder to make sure who becomes the Spartan's Heart Championship. Also, newly added, newly modified, the FWC Hardcore Championship will be on the line. It will be Marcus Mayhem, the champion, defending against Ace in a Steel Caves match. And if you haven't gone back and watched our promos, you haven't gone back and seen the action between those two guys, it has been crazy. Ace is out. The payback is on. And FWC SummerSlam goes live this Saturday. Friday Night Fights, FWC SummerSlam. Make sure you tune in this Thursday to the FWC Tonight for our FWC Go Home Show. All the superstars, all the competitors, maybe in El Mata, will be on there live. And so will the CEO. I'm out of here. You
3: guys have a great night. Uh, great night. Rest of the show. Uh thank you, Dewan. It's great to see you again. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, you guys have a great FWC weekend. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. It's, I think it's
2: gonna be awesome. Hoss, you ready for this weekend? I am ready. I'm looking forward to that match against Luke Justice. He's gonna come on down to the Hoss Ranch. And we're gonna have ourselves a little hoe down on the ranch. If I remember it's right, it's gonna be a heck of a match. Let me if
3: I remember it. right, Luke Justice was actually talking. One to. I, I forgot to mention this that during the uh snippets of truth segment, he was like that you're gonna need some prayers after after SummerSlam weekend. So
2: yeah, he talks his talk all he wants, but that's all he is is a big win bag, so I'm not worried.
1: So you so know, Luke I, I gonna throw this out here, guys. As it stands right now, we've talked a lot of great wrestling. I've talked about WWE. We've talked about, talked with uh, Myron Chapman, Ryo Kendrick. We've talked about Snippets of Truth. we talked about the FWWC and their incredibly busy weekend. Hardcore Hoss, I got to tell you, this interview I've been looking forward to, but the man with the knowledge, the man with the, the information to give a proper introduction to our next guest is the one, the only Hardcore Hoss, the MVP of tonight's show. Hardcore Hoss. I'm going to turn things over to you for this introduction because you've got a lot of information to bring all the listeners, all the viewers of the Talk podcast in the know. All
2: right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this interview. You know, this this man, as I said earlier, he he's wrestled in several different places. You can catch him in uh, up in Pennsylvania wrestling. You can catch him in West Virginia wrestling. I know he's been down in Tennessee and wrestled for Ricky Morton at the School of Morton. I mean, he is just all over the place. He is great to watch. And uh, I know he's got a match coming up at WDWA. Uh, I believe it's the 28th. i have to look it up. I, I've got the actual date. But uh, against Sam Adams. And he is the one and only. Not only does he wrestle, he actually has his own album out. He is the one, the only, Mr. Anton Nathan.
7: Yeah, you already know who it is.
4: Yeah, let's go. Yeah.
7: You already know. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
2: It's a pleasure to have you, Anton, and. Uh, we're just happy to have you here and glad you could make it with us tonight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I got to tell you, man, that intro was was infectious. I just can't help. I kind of, kind of, kind of dancing a little bit. That definitely had that had some some rhythm to it. I was I was very impressed. And like I said, I've, I've been looking forward to this interview. Now, the first thing I got to ask you, and again, I can look behind you. And you got all those great guitars and things of the sort. Um, what is there um a connection? Did you begin liking music first or wrestling first or they just kind of meld together
7: um you know they melt together a little bit um just be for the fact that I started watching wrestling uh still in my childhood but a lot later than most um but I prioritized wrestling first uh 100 percent and my second question is can we get a pair of those shades for Chris Rodette?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think Chris. I think next time that you would be announcing inside the ring, those shades would be perfect on. You. I. I mean, I. Don't, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can pull them off
3: as good as Anton did. So, uh, <laughs> a question: Does being on stage, music-wise, help you in the ring as a show uh, to to perform? Oh
7: yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I haven't, I haven't got to, pre- I haven't got to perform live in too big of a, a stage yet. I'm starting to make some local musician friends, and I'm starting to network in the music world a little bit more. I'm, I mean, it started, and this is even like a, a larger example of how the music and the wrestling intertwined. I dropped my first song, um, "May I Have Some Coochie?" Not much at all after. I had my first match like right after I turned eighteen. I dropped that song.
3: So I guess maybe then the question is: Does being a wrestler help you when you get on stage? Yes. Vice, vice Is it is it kind of a give and take, like vice versa type thing? Yes. That 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 that's awesome. That's all awesome. What's your first wrestling memory?
7: My first wrestling memory. Oh, that's. that's <laughs> uh. I guess I mean, like I said, it's it's later than most. I'm sure I had much earlier exposure to it, and I wasn't fully aware. I mean, I guess I'll tell this story. I can tell the story of what got me into wrestling because I I remember the moment I got into it, but I'll talk about an earlier moment that uh, still haunts me to this day. And uh, it was at the Philadelphia Comic Con in 2007. So I'm 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 seven years old there. Uh, and you know, I went, I went with my uncle who's like, you know, 12 years older than me uh, and my dad as well. I'm not into wrestling yet. It's a, it's still going to be a few years until I'm into wrestling. And, and, uh, like th- this one kid about the same age as me, uh, we, we see the ring set up there and, <laughs> and, the, uh, this kid's crying over meeting these wrestlers. And then my dad's like, oh, you want to go in there too? And I said, nah, I'll pass. And, you know, I couldn't tell you who was in there or or anything else about it, but I remember just being like, nah. And then a few years later, I'm all about wrestling. It's my number one obsession. And I'm like, I wish I had a picture from that day.
3: I mean, yeah, it's it's funny. It's funny how you start sometimes. It's just like you, you know, you just kind of a, uh, you, you just kind of jump in there. So, uh, how long have you been training for? What when did you start? When did you start in? When did you start training in the business?
7: I started training in July two thousand seventeen.
3: What was oh, yeah. that? What, what was that first bump that you? That first back bump? Did you take? Did the soul the soul escape you when you did that, or had you been? Have you, had, had you been athletic before that or I've been
7: athletic before that? Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I was somewhat, you know, I wouldn't say I was prepared. Um, I was a little bit though. Uh, so I was an amateur wrestler. I, I was varsity all four years of high school. Uh, and I also was an amateur wrestler for uh, seventh and eighth grade as well. Um, and a cross country and, and a track runner. So, you know, that helped a little bit. But as far as taking a bump goes, um, all of middle and all of high school, I was I was filming backyard wrestling videos with my friends. <laughs> and I think it helped that like the last year we were doing it, which was the year before we started training, uh, we had built one of those tire rings. And, you know, I mean, the you couldn't really hit the ropes in it that well. It was, it was thin nylon rope, and we were constantly having to tighten it. But um, you could still get a pretty good, like uh, comparable to a wrestling ring bump in it. So it it helped, uh, and you know I hadn't been taking a bump in that long uh, before starting <coughs> training. It, so you know, we had watched videos and we had tried to mimic it. So it was almost a little bit better because I was, you know we knew to tuck our chin in whatever uh, but we were popping our hips better we were we were bumping a little bit better the first time we bumped for real and you can't you, you
3: kind of knew what to expect but I, I I know for a fact that uh training rings sometimes are a little bit uh, stiffer than um, show rings because yeah. um, Luke probably could Luke Luke Probably could tell you better. He's he he's a former wrestler. He's a former wrestler, and I believe Luke told me his one time his first real back bump he took in a training ring, uh, his soul escaped him.
1: So, uh. <laughs> oh, well, Chris, I, I I gotta agree with you there. When making the transition from being outside the ring to inside the ring is one thing, but I've got to ask you this, Anton. I was doing a little bit of research, and knowing that your uh one of your your monikers, your nicknames, if you will, is the SoundCloud sensation.
7: I've got to ask you, how did that come into existence? Well, um, you know, and this is another example of, you know, uh, the the music being tied in with the wrestling, I guess, now that I think about it more, is so, I mean, that first year of training, July 2017, I was still in high school. I had just finished my junior year, um, and I was training – uh, every Sunday and uh, uh, well, every Saturday as well throughout a lot of the year when I wasn't, you know, um, when it wasn't res- uh, amateur wrestling season. And throughout that time, uh, you know, my music taste had really begun to change, and I started listening to uh, XXX and 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 Six Nine back when he was still Takashi Six Nine, little Pump, like just a little bit before like they really. Uh, launched themselves and you know i I didn't know uh who i was gonna be in wrestling but i was watching all these guys and i'm like these guys like they're doing they're doing a gimmick they're they're no different than wrestlers they're they're just not taking a bump and i'm like someone's got to do both And I suggested it to my friend, uh, who who's now a wrestler as well. We both uh, started training together, uh, Ladon Sanders. Uh, And then he was like, "Nah, that ain't me." And then I was like, "You know what? Like, I'm the one more into this. I should be the one to do it." And so, uh, so that's how that came about.
1: Well, one thing I got to tell you too, and and again, I, I I don't know what it is. It's just it's been infectious. I was going back and looking at all the stuff and some of your musical tracks and whatnot, but that your 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 catchphrase, I got to ask you, how did that come about? Because I don't know what it is. It's just something just like it just draws people to you. I mean, it's just it's it, it's it, it's kind of like like you're, like your the music you had for your introduction is really infectious. How did that come about? Was it something you were just kind of tinkering with, or is it something you've done pretty much your whole life?
7: It's one. It's not my whole life. It, it's uh, but it's one hundred percent like a real thing I was already doing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that goes back to my friend, Ladon Sanders. As soon as I became friends with him, and he he pronounced a little bit different. Him, it was just ye, and that's how he, uh, he spelt it. And we were uh, texting that way. And, you know, people say, you are like the five people you hang out with most. You're the average of them. And, uh, you know, as I became better friends with him, we started picking up, you know, both of, uh, you know, each other's uh, catchphrases and whatever, and I started saying that as well, uh, a whole lot accidentally, and then I, and then I, then I was saying it a little bit different. Then it was yeah, and it wasn't until like. My original trainer, when I started training when I was still in high school in Michigan, he wasn't about it at first uh, <laughs> or ever, really. He was like, you got to stop saying ye. That's annoying.
3: <laughs> He'd probably make you do like drop downs or something for, for every time
7: you said the word ye. Huh? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't, want me to say, <laughs> he didn't want me to say ye. And I had like a few other catchphrases that were weird. And those ones I had uh, no intention of doing in wrestling. Some of which because they were already used. I mean, this I guess this one's more of a bad habit. If you've ever seen the Tyler Perry and Medea movies. Uh, I started started saying thank you and hello a lot. And I still do (laughs) with certain people by accident. Um, And he really got annoyed about those too. So uh, I you know, I didn't finish my training, uh, in Michigan. I, I got to the point where I had four matches under my trainer's supervision, uh, but I wasn't really ready to go out on my own. Yet. and I had only just graduated high school. I wasn't willing to live on my own and my, I mean, I wasn't ready to live on my own and my family, uh, was moving back to PA. So I was like, what am I going to do? A uh, long story short, I started training at wild Samoan and I remember, um, watching WrestleMania 35 and I, I, and uh, I was with Lobo actually Lobo was right next to me and I was still in the, in the habit of, uh, you know, trying to suppress just how I talked naturally. And he's, he was like, Hey, 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 you want any Doritos? And I said, yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, (laughs) and you know, just throughout the night he started picking up on it. He was like, he was like, you say ye a lot. That's, that's like your catchphrase. And it, you know, it got over with everyone who I was training with. And I'm like, you know, maybe I shouldn't try to, to suppress it anymore. Maybe it's a strength, not a weakness. And so, uh, right there uh, at training, uh, like the following day uh, later that week, um, just practicing hitting an international. I didn't know what, what I could do as a taunt right after just hitting the shoulder tackle. Um, and so uh, I just surprised everyone hit the shoulder tackle at this point. I just glanced at them before I had no taunt. And then instead I dabbed on them and I said, "yeah," <laughs> and, and everyone loved it. And then I didn't stop from, uh, from that point on, I was like, I'm, I'm, Really, gonna be myself now.
3: So, I want to bring Hardcore Hoss into the the conversation because uh, he's uh, he follows you up in WDWA, so uh, he can give us some of the uh stuff that's going on because apparently uh, you have some beef with uh, with with a couple people up there, so yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah,
2: you know, yeah, (laughs) you already know, (laughs) but uh, yeah, you. You and uh, Alobo Siler Andrews, who has been on the show as well, and uh, Samuel Adams, you know, you guys have always been tight-knit friends and always gotten along. But here lately, uh, Sam has kind of changed his attitude towards a lot of people, and, uh, and especially you. So, uh, you know, what's up with that? What's,
7: what's going on? So, yeah, I mean... He, uh, yeah, he had become very, very bitter over the success I started to have. You know, I was doing my own thing a lot of the, but every once in a while I would, I would manage, I would manage the Sambo show and I, you know, I thought Lobo and Sammy were all about it. Um, but I, I think, uh, the fact that the reaction wasn't, you know, just for Sammy, uh, you know, it started to get to him and I, I wasn't aware of this. And the next thing I know, uh, you know, he's, he's blaming them losing the tag titles on me. And then, you know, I, you know, I bring up Sammy's wedding day cause I was invited to his wedding. I was part of the bachelor party and, you know, conveniently it was like right after the whole Will Smith, Chris rock thing came out, tried to slap me when I brought up the bachelor party and, how I didn't tell his wife about the strippers. And, and and then, you know, next thing I know, he pushes me off a ladder uh, and like, I could have used that 500 bucks from the ladder from winning the ladder match to get back in the studio. So yeah, that's like, and it all came to a head on my birthday um, because my birthday just happened to fall on a Saturday this year. And, you know, I was booked for w- WDWA, and I'm like, this is perfect. We're going to do Anton's birthday celebration. And so I went and got a cake of uh, my face on it, you know, with the Spotify code on the headband. It was like, the, you know, the same logo that's on the shirts. Um, and it just so happened to be also the day after my uh, my DEP dropped. So I had all this new music out. Uh it was to celebrate that as well. And he, you know, had the nerve to interrupt. And that was the moment when I decided, like, you know, I was done. I was, I was done with being patronized like this. And I was done uh, with, you know, like actually being attacked. He pushed me off a ladder. So I asked him, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? And then he said, no, you're going to have to wait. And he turned around to change his mind and he didn't mean he didn't realize I meant it in a literal sense. And I threw the cake in his face. Have we not learned,
3: have we not learned that cakes in professional wrestling never end well? I mean, have, have you ever, have you ever seen a cake in professional wrestling, not end up on somebody in, in, in the show? So speaking of WDWA, um, one of the uh, co-hosts of the wrestle talk podcast she's one of the ogs of the wtp uh nightmare joe lance is a referee in wdwa what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on nightmare joe
7: lance well i mean i personally like i, I personally like joe but you know i i can understand that some people don't <laughs> <laughs> i i, I I laugh every time uh, he gets booed when he comes out, (laughs) and you know I I understand that they don't like some calls that he made. I mean, personally, I would have liked to have won the you know the first bout with Sammy here, Um, but but I don't know. Did you did you take
3: joy during the bunkhouse? Were were you were you part of the bunkhouse brawl, the bunkhouse battle that uh, apparently Joe Joe was forced to take a part of?
7: Um I'm unsure. Uh no. No, yeah, you, that, that was just last week, right? weekend. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. I wasn't there. But I do have a little
2: information here. Um oh I, I, Oscar, don't, is, is I Oscar... don't know if this is breaking news or if it's uh, or if it's already been announced, but I do have a uh, message from the boss man Andre Suarez. oh Otherwise known as LT. That the match between Anton Nathan and Sam Adams has officially been moved to eight twenty seven.
3: Oh, oh! His glasses came off. What? What? Whoa! Oh, it's getting serious up in here. Host, you, just-
7: just, you know, I'm I'm a little bit shocked by this, but also not shocked. You know, I'm I'm disappointed, but not surprised. Because you know, Sammy can can claim claim to be I don't know how you want to phrase it—the alpha dog of this. He can try to patronize me, call me little boy, whatever. But you know, he's he's not the one in control. He can claim that first victory. He's running away. Otherwise, this match would be happening at Berkeley Mania.
3: Was there a reason, Haas? Was there? Did the
2: did the uh, I was not given a reason. I was no, just okay. told that it was moved to August twenty seventh.
3: So, so are you saying that he's running scared of you? Do you think, I he's, think running... he's
7: running scared of me? One hundred percent.
3: I mean, I I, I I don't know why you would like cancel a match. I mean, because it sounded like you guys were really good friends, and then all of a sudden I, it just kind of blew up, and your it kind of blew up.
7: It blew up, and I wasn't going to take it anymore, and you know. Technically, I I lost that first bout, you know, with him using, uh, putting his feet on the ropes. So I was ready for there to be, you know, no way for it to be obscured. It was a last man standing match. And I was determined to be the last man standing. He wasn't going to push me off a ladder. He wasn't going to do anything that I couldn't get up from. And I was determined to put him down. And you know what? I still am at that later date. But I want to ask Sammy why he's running.
3: Uh, we might have to get Sam. We might have to get Samuel Adams on the show and ask him why he's uh, why he's running, running from you. I mean, is he is he scared? Is he is he? I, I mean, Hoss, what do you think? You, you're, you know more about this than that. I-
2: you know, I, I really don't know, because I, I was always a big fan of uh, of Sammy myself. And then, you know, all, all at once he just came out with this new attitude. And you know he's even insulted me. He slapped the Wrestle Talk podcast hat right off the top of my head, and yeah, I, I always supported him up until he started doing stuff like that. So I, you know, I I don't know what his problem is or uh, or you know what's going on there. Can
3: you give us any insight, maybe, into
2: it, Anton? Maybe
3: what do you know? What he, do you know? Can you get into his head? What he's thinking?
7: I just think he's overrun with jealousy right now, and he doesn't know. How to process those emotions? I think he needs to re- read How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that would be I think that would be a great help to him. But you know, instead, I'm just gonna have to uh, make sure he's not able to stand anymore. And maybe right. he'll learn that way.
1: Well, guys, I'm right. gonna tell you right now. I'm a, I'm gonna switch gears here in a minute. This is getting to be down. It's starting to get kind of kind of tense in here. I want to switch back to some positive. And Anton, I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's about time to put the glasses back on, because we're going to talk about your latest release. We're going to get back to something that I know that you <laughs> enjoy greatly. For those that are viewing the Wrestle Talk podcast, can you give a little bit of background on your most recent release, and what kind of a mindset, or what kind of a focus you have in this current, uh, the current
7: release? I
1: have a little something for this. Okay.
2: okay. okay.
7: Yeah, there's the cover right there. You already know.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Hardcore Hoss. Now, now, Anton, I got to ask you, now that we got that put up there, can you give us a little
7: bit of background behind
1: this most recent release?
7: Well, yeah, I hadn't released anything in a while. Um, you know, for a while, the only two songs I really had out that I was uh, proud of and I was willing to publish on all platforms when I initially was like, okay, you know what? I'm done being just on Spotify. now. I mean, on a uh, SoundCloud Now I'm going to be on Spotify. I'm going to be on Apple music. I'm going to get myself on all platforms. Um, was may I have some coochie and how many the first two songs I had made, um, only a month later. And you may know who, uh, uh, this is, uh, he's, you know, he's been at WDWA, uh, Michael Walker. Um, during the pandemic, me and him had a whole feud at uh, at PRWA, PRWA tapings. I dropped a diss track on him called Motorbike Mike. That was the only thing that I, I made in 2021. And I s- said, like, I got to take this music thing more seriously because everyone loved May I Have Some Coochie. It was a lot of people's favorite song, but it was like, well, how deep is the catalog? Um, I... I became aware my music started getting played at frat parties and stuff, and that everyone was like, "They really like Motorbike Mike." Also, they like, they, uh, <laughs> they, even though the chorus is repetitive, it's just me saying Motorbike Mike. They're like, we play it after Rick and Morty uh, uh, by Soldier Boy, and which is you know very much the same type of song. <laughs> so I was like, I, I need a deeper catalog. I'd like to eventually get to the point where I release one single a month, but I'm like, no, what? Uh, I need to just release an EP, but the highest quality music um, that I've made yet for the purpose of performing live with all these ideas for songs I've, I've written down for so long. I really need to commit and get this made at the highest quality possible. So, I mean, these were ideas I just kept in my my uh, on my, my notes on my phone for so long. And I decided to hit up my local studio, um, and, you know, book a session there. And, uh, I'm like, okay, this this is serious. Now I'm not doing this just on my computer, um, with this, uh, snowball mic anymore. I'm, I'm really, I'm in a real studio now. And it was a lot of pressure, but I was like, if they, if they liked motorbike mic, I need it to be, as funny and as powerful a message as may I have some coochie, but like the higher quality, uh, you know, the, the rapping skill I've gained over the past couple years, uh, combined with that. So, uh, yeah, I made "When Life Gives You Lemons" uh, based off the first song I wrote on it. Uh, Squeeze my lemon. Well, I gotta, I gotta ask you.
1: Uh-oh. do you- All the stuff that's been going on recently between you and Adams, is there going to be a potential down the road once you get a few more serious tracks about how we might see a Trek uh, kind of replying to his recent actions? I'm sorry, what? Do you think that with, with everything going on and, and you getting your, a few more serious tracks into your uh, catalog, could we possibly see kind of a, one of those retaliation songs
7: being written about your current issues with one uh, Mr. Adams? uh 100%. I mean, I don't currently have anything written about him, but we're going to definitely see more diss tracks for sure. Um and you know, depending on how long this goes, depending on if he he stays down, which if I can help it, he's going to stay down. Um if he chooses to get back up once this is all over, yeah, I think uh I think we're going to need to see a, a Samuel Adams diss track. Well, like I said, I'm gonna tell you right now. If that
1: ever happens and it materializes, and I think right now it's it this is gonna kind of be a a, a thing that's gonna go on for a while. Hopefully not, but I could see it going on for a while. I want your word that we can make sure that we can play that track right here on the Russell Talk Podcast.
7: You can play any of my songs on this podcast. You already know. <laughs> right now, yeah. Right.
3: Well,
7: like I said, right right now.
3: Did you just do that,
1: Chris? I did. I did. I apologize. <laughs> I told apologize. You I
3: apologize. <laughs> it's infectious. It's, it's, it's infectious. <laughs> I can't help it. Right. Sorry, Anton. I didn't mean to make I didn't mean to make to 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 ruin your, your
1: catchphrase. No. Uh, uh, well well, right now, since we're all in a good mood, one of the things that I want to go ahead and bring up here is something that takes place each and every week on the WrestleTalk Podcast. And that's what's called the world famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. It's okay. not for our guest, which in this case tonight would be Anton Nathan to take on one of our uh, illustrious panel, not being me. And honestly, it probably wouldn't be hardcore hoss because he's on, behind the the technology of things. So it'd probably be against our, our good buddy, uh, uh, big, sexy Chris Rodell on a particular
7: wrestling trivia contest. Um, do you consider yourself a wrestling trivia expert? I mean, I think I'm pretty good. Um but like I said, uh, my how how late I got into it could uh, could play a role in my downfall on this. Okay, but well, I, I
1: think right now,
7: I think right now
1: that we've picked a category that will be fair to both of you. Okay. So at this point, uh, Chris, are you ready to take part in this tonight? Oh sure, why not? I haven't won one of these in a while, so. All right, well, Hardcore Haas, would you go ahead and hit the intro music for this week's episode of the world famous Russell Talk podcast, Game Show Time? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous Russell Talk podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls, and our competitors this evening are the SoundCloud sensation Anton Nathan and the Russell Talk podcast own big sexy Chris Rodell. Gentlemen, in a few moments I'm going to give you three pieces of information regarding three well-known professional wrestlers in a particular topic. When you think you know the answer, go ahead and shout it out. The first one to get two out of three falls correct will win tonight's WrestleTop Podcast Game Show Challenge. Are you aware of the rules, gentlemen? Yep, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> All right. In honor of the fact that SummerSlam will be taking place this Saturday on the WWE Network and Peacock. Wait, SummerSlam's this weekend? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight's category is... SummerSlam 2. Now, you're probably wondering what that means. Tonight's category will be wrestlers that competed in SummerSlam in years ending in 2. Okay. So that would mean either 92, 2002, or 2012. So As I said, that. there will be some balance for everybody involved. Um, Anton, are you ready? Yeah. Uh Chris, are you ready? I am ready as I can be. All right. Here we go with question number one. In 1992, in the main event of SummerSlam, this man defeated Brett the Hitman Hart to win the Intercontinental Championship in Wembley Stadium. Davy Boy and Smith. Davy Boy Smith or the British Bulldog is correct. So at this point... Chris Rodell is up one. I just,
3: I just dated myself. Let's just, let's <laughs> just, let's just say I just dated myself.
1: <clears throat> All right, Anton, are you ready for question number two? Yeah. Chris, you ready for question number two? Sure. All right. Question number two. Sticking with the theme from the previous question, this professional wrestler lost to Brock Lesnar. At SummerSlam in two thousand two, he would later move on to becoming one of the most recognizable faces in movies. Oh, and The Rock! It is one apiece. Anton comes through. The Fun Rock fact. was correct, and it my is mom now. went to high school see, with
7: him.
3: <laughs> see, that was that was that segment of my time where I didn't really like. I was angry with wrestling, and I didn't watch wrestling. So that whole I was
7: two years old.
3: Yeah, the whole the whole okay, that Uh, makes me feel old and I'm I'm not
1: quite sure I like you
3: anymore, Anton. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man.
1: Well, let's put it this way question number one was a little before Anton's time. And question number two, Chris made a bunch of excuses. That means that question number three I hate you, Luke. I hate you. Yeah, question number three should be right up both of your alleys. So Question number three. At SummerSlam 2012, Brock Lesnar continued his winning ways at SummerSlam by defeating this man by submission. Most recently, he was once again renamed head of creative for the WWE. Ladies and gentlemen, by a score of two falls to one, the winner of tonight's WrestleTop podcast, Game Show Challenge, is Anton Nathan, Hardcore yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Like I said, we had to get that in for you, Anton, being the victor of tonight's WrestleTop Podcast Game Show Challenge. Now, before we let you go this evening, I do need to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Number one, for those who want to see you inside the Fame Squared Circle in the weeks and months to come, where could they check out Anton Nathan as you step inside the ring?
7: Well, I mean, lately, of course, there's WDWA. Um, You're going to see me versus Samuel Adams uh whatever that new date was i forget uh <laughs> then uh you, you can see me in a uh, triple w a in quaker town pa um you know occasionally uh as you said i wrestle in other states it's 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 been a little bit uh, it's been a little while oh i'll also be uh in rcw uh in birdsboro pa uh but yeah occasionally you'll you'll also see me you know Throughout various promotions in Michigan and Tennessee, um, and wherever else, I mean, those are uh, the two of the states I like to travel to.
3: And a question is, if anyone wants to follow you uh, uh, on the send out those social medias that you can that you can send out the, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams, the uh, I guess TikTok is a thing now. Uh, yeah. even, even even send out your spot, let let people know whether they can get you on Spotify or or SoundCloud. Yes,
7: yeah, so, I mean, on just about every social platform, would be at Anton Says ye. so that's uh, A-N-T-O-N Says Y-E-E, and then, of course, Anton Nathan on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, you can ask Alexa to play May I Have Some Coochie. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, I'm afraid what if I asked my Alexa what that was I they'd be like uh <laughs> well, what 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 exactly are you looking for here sir so, <laughs> But no, it has been an absolute pleasure. I know I, I speak for Luke. and I speak for Haas that it's been an absolute pleasure for you to be on. We we hope that you will make it a point that uh, to be a part of the Russell Talk podcast family and uh, that you come back on soon. Um, maybe we'll talk about after your match with uh, Samuel Adams. So
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you again, Anton, for coming on the program. I to look forward to having you on soon. And, again, I've got to mention it, the winner of tonight's game show challenge is Anton Nathan. Check him out on SoundCloud. Check him out on Spotify. Check him out on all forms of musical uh Maybe we need.
3: Maybe we need to get. Maybe we need to get. Maybe we to get, maybe we need to like have Anton do like a our game show theme for us now, or game show theme, or a game show winning theme yeah. for 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 us. We'll, we'll have to talk about you about that. I'll, I'll let Hoss and uh, Joe talk about that for you. Okay. Uh, negotiate that. So.
1: Yeah, we'll get that taken care of. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, again. Anton Nathan, thank you for joining us here. And go ahead and put Oof. that up one more time, Hoss, just so everybody can make it a point check it out. When, when life gives lemons, EP. Of a- Anton Nathan, make it a point check it out on all forms of music media. Again, show him some love, show him some support here. Mm-hmm. And thank you for joining us. And have a great evening. Thanks, Anton. All right. Well, now that I'm completely covered by the graphic here, oh, you it look better. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot. I mean, again, remember, you did lose the game show challenge tonight. I so, did. I well, did. Well, uh,
3: I my it. question is, how many game show challenges have you won? Um, probably zero? Um, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I'm think i actually undefeated. Well, the reason why you're undefeated is because you don't participate in them. Because you're the executive. You're the uh, you're the one of the executive producers and you write the game show challenge. So uh, hey, they, hey, know, next,
2: next time you host with him, why don't you write the game? show I, challenge? I would, I, would would will, I would be willing to do that, but
1: Luke doesn't like to give away his power. So, uh. <laughs> well, guys, I got to tell you right now, tonight was a great show. Um, all, all kidding aside. I mean, a great interview. Right. Kendrick uh, was on the program earlier on. We had Anton Nathan, uh, a lot of great discussion here tonight on the program. Uh, we're gonna have some great guests coming up over the course of April or April. Yeah, when I think way ahead, where the <laughs> hell are you at? It, it's all from the rain, man. They do say April showers make May or uh, bring May flowers, man. that's it's kind of, July. We I know, know it's the rain is just has done taken and completely thrown. Are we through. gonna have? Can I, can I have a question
3: about August? Can, sure. we the the, can we have at the end of the month a big sexy birthday bash?
1: Uh, like I said, I can. Say what I can. I, I, I think that's hardcore hostels department. So, <laughs> But anyway, like I said, we're going to have a lot of great guests in, in August, not April, but in August. We're going to have guests yes. in April, too. But we're going to have a lot of great guests. And I'm going to tell you right now, we've been talking about it at length. Uh, the Russell Talk podcast will be making the journey out to Cauliflower Alley Club the last week of September. And I do want to let you know, uh, in addition to hopefully having some exclusive interviews and some exclusive uh, content for Russell Talk podcast viewers, and listeners, uh, we're hoping to have some special guests prior to that event come on the program. As you know, in the past, we've had Vance Nevada come on the program. Uh, we've had uh, B. Brian Blair, president of the Cauliflower Alley Club. And I got to tell you right now, I just got my new copy of The Ear, which is the Cauliflower Alley Club magazine. And they just, I mean, if it wasn't enough, they have Jacqueline, Rock and Roll Express, um, JBL is going to be there accepting an award. Jerry the King Lawler was just announced. Uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich, Conan, Kevin Sullivan, Madison Miles. I mean, it's <coughs> going to be a who's who of wrestling personalities that are going to be at the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, I know our good friend and now board member Hurt Simmons will be out there as well. Uh, several SICW personalities will be out there. Several Dynamo Pro personalities will be out there as well. Uh, if you get an opportunity, caulifloweralleyclub.com. Also, while you're at it, make it a point to go to WrestleTalkPodcast.com and make sure you uh, check out the WrestleTalk Podcast uh, official website. We're going to have some new updates coming in the next few days uh, to update the website and also make it a point to share us out to your friends and family through social media as well. Lastly, uh, I want to say thank you to all the great viewers tonight. I also want to give those great sponsors, Royal Mills Transportation. If you're ever in the KC area and need transportation, check out Royal Mills Transportation Rathbun Engraving, home of the great Russell Top Podcast mugs and tumblers. You can get a hold of a member of the Russell Top Podcast for more information. Noblemen's Barber Lounge in Kansas City. Ask for Pete the Barber. I know for a fact that I'm going to get my appointment set up sooner rather than later. The great folks at King Cade Mall, Oak Park Mall. They have a lot of great video games available there. Everything Combat with UFC uh, All-Famer Pat Militich and Jay Hollywood, Jeffrey Wilson. Interstate 70 Sports Media with the maestro Jeremy Karp. And of course, we wouldn't be complete without the FWWC, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter. Gentlemen, i got to tell you right now, this has been a great show. It's always a great show each and every week. We've got a lot of great guests. We've got a lot of great comments here tonight. And again, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. We're going to have SummerSlam Summer, to talk about. Yep. We're going to have the Raw after SummerSlam. We're going to have more AEW news. We're going to have... Um, Like I said, the fallout from the WWE, we're going to have uh, Ric Flair's last match. We're going to have all sorts of things that are going to be taking part next week. And guys, I got to tell you, there's a lot of great wrestling. Make it a point. Uh, wherever you're viewing us from, make sure to get out and support your local wrestling promotion. There are, are countless great promotions throughout this country. Make sure you support them. I know we talk a lot about promotions here in St. Louis, whether it's Dynamo Pro or SICW or Journey Pro or KCXW or CCW or WDWA or um any number of promotions throughout this country, make it a point to support your local professional wrestling companies because they bring you great professional wrestling action each and every week. Um Chris, any final thoughts this evening? No, I think it's I
3: think this is where a perfect place to wrap things up. I can't wait for next week. Uh Fallout for SummerSlam, everything. Uh I appreciate you guys working hard. Uh Haas, you are an unsung hero in this in, in the WrestleTalk podcast universe. Uh
1: and Luke, you're you're okay too. <laughs> hey guys, I gotta tell you right now, we gotta give one more round of applause. Hardcore Haas finding that WDWA footage and sharing it with everybody tonight. Chris, we're, 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 hope, we're
3: hoping, we're hoping, Renee, we're hoping, we're hoping that someone can uh, put that out on the Russell Talk Podcast Twitter Twitter feed so that the world can see it and love it every minute of it. Haas, I know you love, I know you loved every minute of it when you were
2: sitting there live. I'm sure. I I would have liked to have watched Tim stay in the ring a little bit longer, you know, just to be uh terrorized a little longer. But that's, I, that, that, I would, I, would I I probably
3: would have liked that too. I I mean we could 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 he but really can he could he go more than 5 or 10 minutes or so? I mean can, let's just be no never mind. Never mind. Let's uh let's wrap this up. Luke, take us home.
1: All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you to everybody viewing the program this week, making a point to continue to follow us each and every week on social media, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. And you know something, Hardcore Hoss, I hope we have that entire track and we know we've got his approval. So let's go ahead, and if you got a little bit, let's go ahead and have some Anton Nathan to uh, play us out here tonight. We'll see everybody next week right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. And also make sure to check out FWWC tonight, this Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week.
7: Yeah, you already know who it is.